Preston and Steve's News Update with Kathy Romano. Today is Thursday, October 17th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, Representative Elijah Cummings of Baltimore died early Thursday at the age of 68. Cummings died at John Hopkins Hospital at 2.45 a.m. from complications concerning longstanding health challenges uh, that he said that he, uh, that would keep him away from work for about a week, his office said. Uh, the House Oversight and Reform Committee chairman, a Democrat and 23-year House veteran, was a key figure in the impeachment inquiry into President Trump and a recent target of intense criticism from the president. Cummings missed two roll call votes Thursday, the first day back following a two-week House recess. He previously released a statement saying that he'd be back by the time the session resumed. Uh, he hadn't taken part in a roll call vote since September 11th. Uh, listen, you know, the recent footage of him, he, he seemed full of energy and, you know, and vital. and a bit shocking. And, yeah, caught me completely off guard. Yeah. Sad. The procedure already caused Cummings to miss a September hearing on Washington, D.C.'s uh, statehood. He previously was treated for knee and uh, heart issues, but uh, right now they're just saying that he has died from long-standing health challenges. Three people have died after a multi-passenger van carrying 11 people overturned on Wednesday in Chester County, according to Pennsylvania State Police. Authorities say the van somehow lost control and crashed around 2.27 p.m. on Route 1, just north of Newark Road in New Garden Township. One person was thrown from the vehicle. Two others were trapped in the van and had to be extracted by fire rescue teams. Three people died in the wreck. Eight others are being treated for unknown injuries. State police have not released the identities of the victims pending notification of next of kin. Some of the victims may have ties to the snack company HERS. A HERS spokesperson said that they were not full-time employees, but the vehicle may have contained some employees Mm -hmm. from a temp service at the time of the statement uh, that the statement was released. That's all the information that they had. A five-mile section of Route 1 was shut down yesterday, but all has since reopened. The cause of the accident remains under investigation. A youth football coach from Conshohocken says he will fight a $500 fine because he didn't stop one of his players from scoring a touchdown. Down. It happened on Saturday morning during a football game for the youth team, Conshohocken Bears. They were blowing out their opponent, as the coach says is typical for the season. All of the kids are five to seven years old. The league rule is the team can outscore an opponent by more than 30 points. On Saturday, Coach Kyle Williams had all of his backups in the game. He says he asked the refs to throw a flag as a runner broke loose. They didn't. His backup running back scored. Bears coach Kyle Williams explained that it was the kid's chance to see the end zone and he didn't want to fall down so the kid scored. In a video of the touchdown, Williams uh, sprints I'm sorry, in, in a video of the touchdown you can see Williams sprinting down the sideline uh, alongside the running back trying to convince the five-year-old to stop. According to Williams, the referee said you should have tripped him while Did you he hear was that? running down the sideline. The side ref line. told him you should have tripped oh, the kid. What, what the hell? I'm not familiar with, is this a policy? Uh, sometimes. I mean, I've never it's heard a rule. of it. Well, there's, yeah. there's baseball rules, there's 10-run rules ten and run things rules, like yeah, that. Yeah. So if, if the league has a rule where there's, you know, at, at a certain point, that I, whatever, that's I'm fine with that. But a $500 fine and the fact that a ref can't go, look, dude, I saw you trying to do, I saw you trying to stop this. Yeah. He's yeah. five. That's he's five Come years on. old. He probably had never seen the end zone before. Let the kid have a thrill. Exactly. Yeah. Oh for Christ's sake. Here's the deal. I will pay that fine for him. Right. I, 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 and I'm saying this live on the air. I will pay your fine for, if they, if you appeal well, this and they make you. His brother-in-law is Tori Smith, so I think they he yeah, can pay they, Oh, really? Yeah. 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 Me and Tori Smith, we're going to get together. We're going to have lunch together for a couple of uh, right. And talk about a strategy. And then maybe he'll come over for a barbecue. The the funny part today is uh, the big debate's going to be kids ought to be, you know, uh, uh, against the the, the blowout rule.
rule. That'll be the main. Uh, I've never heard of discussion. the blowout rule. Uh, yeah. well, sure, for baseball, you've never heard of the ten I, run rule. No, I haven't. Okay, yeah. yeah, I have only heard of it in baseball. I've never heard of it anywhere else. Yeah. I, you know, and they just so that's the thing, Preston. They end the game. They don't ask kids to strike out on purpose. Right. You know what I mean? They don't right. Right. Yeah. They don't yeah. say just end right. the game. You just yeah. end the game. Yeah. Right. Game's right. over. You after... hit the mark, end the game. Yeah, end the game. I, you know, I, I coached basketball a couple of seasons ago, and, and we didn't lose by less than 20 points Ooh. every single game. And I was like, you know, hey, guys, here's a lesson for you. Go out there, have fun, play your hardest, and sometimes life hands you your Yeah, sometimes back. you win, yeah. sometimes you lose, sometimes yeah. you get blown out. However, though, it might be prudent to give the refs BB guns. Yeah. So that they can uh, take out an ankle if a kid's running too fast. There you go. Here's the other thing. At that age as well, kids don't really understand. You know, the kids are like, wow, we, only, we lost 52 to nothing. <laughs> they don't know. You know what they... They get to go to the snack bar afterwards they and get, get like a pizza? free can- pizza candy, we'll like, you know, they get a root beer or something like that. Yeah. Also, I- when they're five, just tell them they won. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Did I? Oh, that's great. Uh-huh. The fine is $500 towards the league, and the coach could be suspended for two games. He has a hearing with the Keystone State Youth Football League on Monday. Williams' brother-in-law, like we mentioned, is former Eagle wide receiver Tory Smith. He fired off a series of tweets defending Williams. One said, kids need to learn to deal with failure, don't want to get shamed play better in sports this morning ball sacks are yummy The Flyers lost to the Oilers last night in Edmonton, falling 6-3. to three. Connor McDavid had a goal and four assists, and Leon Dreisaitl added two goals and an assist, and the Oilers, Oilers duo continued their hot start to the season in the win. The Flyers will be they back. They should have a high-score rule in the NHL. <laughs> on Saturday night as they face off against the Dallas Stars. Game time is scheduled for 7 o'clock. Game 4 of the American League Championship Series between the New York Yankees and the Houston Astros was rained out last night and has been rescheduled for tonight. Zach Greinke will get the start for Houston while uh, Masahiro Tanaka will pitch for the Yankees. Game time at Yankee Stadium is set for 8 o'clock. And box, boxer Patrick Day died yesterday, four days after he was knocked out during his bout with Charles Conwell on Saturday night in Chicago. Day, who is only 27 years old, died after a traumatic brain injury he suffered that night. He was surrounded by his family, close friends, and members of his boxing team, including his mentor, friend, and trainer Joe Higgins. Boxing promoter Joe DiBella said in a statement. In a Twitter post addressed today, Conwell wrote, he never meant meant this to happen to you. All I wanted to do was win. If I could take it all back, I would. No one deserves this to happen to them. I replayed the fight over and over in my head, thinking, what if this never happened and why did it happen to you did you see that hit no i didn't yeah yeah so sad awful and that's what i have for you this morning all right thank you very much kathy thursday morning is what we have and plenty of things for you first of all trip two to the premiere of uh, warner brothers pictures dr sleep in los angeles coming up on tuesday october 29th uh that's our word of the week prize so don't miss out it's only three letters you need this week i don't even know what yesterday's letter was i had to take off <laughs> yeah she had to leave early for the uh, laurel house event yeah before uh the the exciting letter was revealed so here came uh, rushing in did he he, he delivered he was it. already here yeah he and still he came, came rushing uh, in president you know how he likes to tinker around with the hvac systems yeah, yeah just yeah. as a hobby he likes to fix stuff around here <laughs> he is a mr fix yeah oh no he God. was actually he was recording an interview yeah uh, uh, That's and right. I, I, I actually, an HVAC company. Yeah, I, 
<laughs> I didn't actually expect him to run in, and no, he did. He, did. Wow. he loves giving that letter. All right, so we're going to give that away tomorrow. We have some uh, guests on the program. We have uh, Alejandro Bedoya, who is the captain of the Philadelphia Union. Uh, they are playing New York on Sunday, and this is our first playoff game in Chester since 2011. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, so exciting stuff, especially for... Uh, the team members and fans of the union. So he's going to be stopping by for a quick uh, interview around the bizarre. Might be our one and only hope here with him. Yeah, yeah. shaking. Out. I know, I know. Uh, we're also going to have uh, joining joining us a gentleman that that Marissa uh, met with the other day and was like, "Hey, this guy might be worth having on the show. He's very cool. He is the senior producer." Of the Conan O'Brien show. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And he's going to be stopping in, and we'll find out more about how Marissa met him and what that was all about. His name is uh, Aaron Blayart. Uh, he will be in, and also, really looking forward to having this gentleman in the studio. You may not know his name, but you... Oh, he's going to be on the phone. On the oh, phone. I thought he was in the studio. Well, right, the anyway. phone will be in the, the studio. The phone will be in our studio. And it'll probably be a good connection. He's known for his good connection. Uh, his name is John Capellos, and uh, he's a character actor, and he did a lot of work with John Hughes. If you remember in The Breakfast Club, he was Carl the Janitor. A, a pivotal character. In uh, 16 Candles, he was the oily bohunk <laughs> who was marrying the sister. Uh, and, weird science. In Weird Science, he's one of these guys that's hanging out at the bar and, and uh, asks uh, Lisa why she's hanging out with a bunch of malakas. A couple of malakas <laughs> like that. What can I say? She's into malakas. <laughs> Uh, so he's going to be on the show, which is really cool. If you go through his list of film credits, he has been in so many good yeah. things. He's also been in a number, and he's he's got stories to tell about movies he appeared in and for some reason wasn't credited. And he's also going to be in the next season of the Umbrella Academy, ah. which I am excited for. So uh, we have that and a few other things going on through the course of the morning. I'll find some stuff that we have to give away. I'm certain of it. And, uh, yeah, let's take a break and come back and get to the stupid question, entertainment report, and all that stuff. We shall return shortly. Stay with us. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. For the stupid question, we are giving away a pair of tickets for Disney in concert. Tim Burton's uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas with Philly Pops, which is going to be Thursday, October 24th at the Met. And the question I have, so I was telling Marissa over the weekend, I actually watched uh, part of Billy Madison. I've never never seen the whole movie. She's been committed to getting you to see this movie. Yes. And uh, so I'm going to do a question about a swan. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Because we play that clip all the time of... Stop looking at me, Swan. Uh, here's the question for you. What is the proper term for a young swan? I know this one. You do know this yeah. one. Okay, 215-263-WMMR. What is the proper term for a young swan? Stop looking at me, swan. And you, uh, I oh think my. you. your takeaway was that it was far dumber than you had originally anticipated. <laughs> yes. But yeah. you, you, you did laugh at that I a did few giggle points. at some stuff, but that particular scene is... <laughs> I felt embarrassed while watching it. It's asinine. It's just yeah. moronic. Yeah. But some I know the, it sounds very smart. Some and... some of the things were, were humorous. They yeah. were definitely funny, but but that was just that was stupid. <laughs> All right. Anyway, let's see if you know what a uh, <laughs> what a young 
Swan is called 215-263-WMMR. Birthdays today. It's my time killer while you're calling in. October 17th, Eminem has his birthday today. Marshall Mathers is his real name. And he's uh, celebrating his 47th birthday today. He's been all over the place uh, the way I perceive him over the years. I loathe him. And, uh, but we are familiar with one particular act of kindness he did that I think oh, will yeah. always yeah, leave I, him in could, the plus column. I could probably say what yeah, it is uh, yeah. by now. There was unfortunately a family that I know whose uh, young son was terminal. He was yeah. dying and, and uh, Eminem was his hero. And we and a few other people helped kind of get word to Eminem and, and see if he could... Do something, and he did a uh, like a um, a Skype call with yeah. him, and I saw the video of the call, and it was he was wonderful. He was so great talking yeah. to this kid. It oh, was it was it was a beautiful thing. It really was. So uh, I, he 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 turned my heart. There you go on Eminem, and I do love this song. By the way, this is this is yeah. a great tune. We uh, listen to this quite a bit. This is whenever like we're going to a game. Like a sporting event that oh, yeah? we're, that my kids are playing in. This is the I have oh. a I have a whole um, playlist of like you know pump up songs and this, this is, is a the, great pump up song. Yeah, yep. and I'm getting ready to, to do a bowel movement. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. This, this I'm gonna lose myself. I'm ready. gonna flush it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mom's spaghetti. I see it going yeah. down the toilet there. <laughs> uh, Eminem is 47 years old today. Uh, Felicity Jones, the actress, she is Love her. adorable. Yeah. Um, Theory of Everything, she played uh, the wife in that. And then Rogue One. Man, Listen, again, that. I put that in my top two favorite Star Wars movies of all time. I love that movie. Yep, it's great. Uh, she's 36 years old today. Mike Judge, the creative genius behind Beavis and Butthead, King and, of the Hill, and Office Space. And he legitimately is a genius. He's a member of Mensa. He celebrates his 57th birthday today. Uh, Steve, a comedic genius, you would agree. Norm MacDonald has his birthday today as well. Just the best. He's, his his special, his last uh, Netflix special is effing hilarious. And uh, Norm is celebrating number 56 today. We found out from, uh, who did we find out from recently? Uh, was it... Um, who told us who is a he's a uh, Norm McDonald is a top level poker player? Oh, we just had the, oh, Michael Liam Black. 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 Yes, Michael yeah, Black. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, George Went from Cheers just made an appearance on the Goldbergs. Oh, did he? Yes, the cast of uh, oh, Cheers. That's right, you told me about that. Yeah, yeah, nice. Making you was he playing George Went or was he, he was playing, playing a George Norm. Went? He was playing a Norm type character. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, he is uh, seventy one today. Uh, Michael McKeon. Uh, that guy's been in so yeah. much stuff. Phenomenal. Uh, uh, first got to know him as uh, uh, from Laverne and Shirley. He was Lenny, and uh, then he was in Spinal Tap. And uh, you and I are big fans of a movie called Used Cars, a Robert Zemeckis oh film. God, I forgot about that. And they make an appearance in that, and yes. they are critical to some of the biggest laughs. Yes, yeah. agreed. He's the uh, he plays uh, Saul Goodman's brother in Better Call Saul. Oh, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's like, a good dramatic actor. He's, yeah, uh, he's just kind of got it all. And uh, OCD in a really uh, crippling way yeah. in Better Call Saul. Oh, really? Yeah, he, he can't go outside. Wow. Is, um, uh, is that agoraphobia? It's that plus yeah. a whole bunch of other um, it's, issues. It, it, it's complicated, but he's really good in it. And of it's course, not agoraphobia at all. It, okay. it, it has has to do with technology and like electricity. Electricity phobia. Well, no, he his body reacts negatively to electricity. So. Okay. Right. Okay. Interesting. All it's right. Interesting, and of course, yeah. the Christopher Guest stuff, best in show, and a mighty <laughs> win, and uh, uh, I think it was in for your consideration. He's been in all of those, uh, so he's seventy two today. Uh, Doctor May C. Jemison. 
is the first African-American woman in space. Huh. And she celebrates her 63rd birthday today. Is she this... finally came back, right? Right, there. She <laughs> yeah. did is return. Is this uh, week, the week uh, scheduled for the all-female spacewalk? Is it oh. this week? I believe so, yeah. It, okay. They had the first... to delay it the first time, right? Yeah, and I believe it's the first time in history that it's uh, nothing but women that in, in charge of the uh, getting out into the space and then actually doing the spacewalk itself. It's a little okay. weird that NASA's promoting it as chicks in space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's, a it's a little demeaning, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Look what these chicks can do. <laughs> Just like that. It reminds me of the Muppet Show. Pigs in space. Pigs in space. Pigs in space. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, that'd be a little more offensive. Yeah. Well, be, yes, quite offensive, but uh, it rhymes. Yeah, it does, yeah. Uh, and then the last birthday, I saw Ziggy Marley. Ziggy Marley is 51 years old Tomorrow, today. Tomorrow, people? Uh, yeah. Okay. That was a good song. Let's do it today. Yeah. No, that's the name of the song. Oh, all right. Yeah. Uh, so he's 51 today. Happy birthday. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. Uh, what is the proper term for a young swan? Two one five two six three WMMR. It is Melissa that's going to take a shot at it. Hi, Melissa. Hi, I'm so excited. Yay! I heard you gasp. Uh, Melissa, what do you call a baby swan, please? It is a signet. A signet. Hang on a second, Melissa. We are going to give you a pair of tickets for Disney and Constant Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas with Philly Pops, presented by WMMR, Thursday, October 24th at the Met Philly. And you can come in costume for Halloween. It's going to be cool. And enjoy the classic movie with a live score. Tickets for both shows, October 24th and 25th, are on sale now via phillypops.org. So... A lot of interesting and uh, pretty intense uh, stories to pass along to you. Uh, Ron Eli, is that how you say his last name? Yes, he used to uh, play a Tarzan on TV. He was the Tarzan that I grew up knowing. Yeah. Oh. It, was all, it was all reruns by the time I was watching it, but like every... He set. wasn't a, a monosyllabic Tarzan. This he spoke... Can't. No, that's Johnny Weissmiller. Oh, okay. But he was... Uh, no, he was very fluent. He could speak just plain, you know, English fine and... But it it was on every weekend, so, yes. so I would always watch it. It was him and Jai, his companion. Yeah, I remember, remember it well, and, yeah. And Cheetah. Yeah. But this is messed up. His son, Cameron, fatally stabbed his own mother, Valerie mm-hmm. Eli, before calling 911 and placing the blame on the Tarzan actor, according to audio footage that was uh, recently released. In Tuesday's 911 call to the Santa Barbara Sheriff's Office, uh, the emergency dispatchers heard saying that a male reporting party placed the call and claimed that the father tried to attack the mother. The dispatcher went on to note that someone defended someone and then the male hung up the phone. When she called back, a man responded who sounded out of breath, unintelligible, and crying. After clearing the house and sending in additional units, an officer states that on the call that he spoke with the elderly gentleman, gentleman who was later identified as Ron, who confirmed that the suspect was his son and that no one else was in the house at the time of the gruesome incident. Now, Ron, who is 81, reportedly has a medical condition that prevents him from being able to clearly talk. He was able to express to the officer that he believed his son had driven away but was unable to verbalize what car he was driving, so he can barely speak So, Ronnie, did he have a stroke? They didn't indicate. All right. A spokesperson with the Santa Barbara County Sheriff's Office confirmed the officers responded to the 911 call placed at Eli's exclusive Hope Ranch home on Tuesday. When they arrived at the scene, deputies found Valerie dead inside the home with multiple stab wounds oh, and identified the suspect as 30-year-old Cameron. Yeah, I was reading this story, and the notion of committing matricide, of killing your mother. Yeah. 
After searching the property and surrounding area, uh, deputies located Cameron outside the home and said he posed a threat, which prompted four deputies to fire their service weapons at the suspect and fatally wounded him. Uh, the office is currently conducting criminal coroners and administrative investigations. Ron did not suffer any injuries, but was taken to the hospital as precaution. An autopsy on both of uh, both Valerie and Cameron is pending. That's effed up. Besides their son Cameron, Valerie, and uh, Ron and Valerie, uh, who wed in 1984, shared two daughters, Kristen and Caitlin, who are twins, I guess, who are both 32 years old. Uh, they're both social media influencers. They're really beautiful girls. Of course, yeah. Well, uh, he, he was always a good-looking dude. Yeah, and the wife was a, a former Miss Florida, I think. Um, and they have yet to speak about it, but uh, previously described their adoration for their parents on Instagram and in blog posts. Uh, so that's messed up, man. Imagine this. Your your own son kills your, your wife. wife, and then the police kill your son. Oh, my God. That's a bad day. Yeah, that is a bad that's, day. It's just absolutely horrible. I, I used to love that Tarzan, though. I did, too. <laughs> Side note, because I loved it. Uh, he was more like a... Um, like, yeah, he spoke fluent English, and he could, he could yeah. drive. He used weapons. Yeah, um, you know, but but he just uh, occasionally would put on the loincloth. Yeah, because that seemed appropriate. And he'd do his yell. Yeah, and then you would see like herds of animals who coming. all heard for yeah. some reason. I mean, I know I know the voice can carry, but yeah. should penguins be coming in? But they would come rumbling yeah. across the plain to the rescue. Yeah. What do you want? But I used to love that show. Uh, Felicity Huffman will be spending just. 13 days behind bars instead of the 14 she was sentenced She already had a parole hearing. Uh, she entered uh, FCI Dublin <laughs> on Tuesday, October 15th. Start her sentence after pleading guilty for bribing Rick Singer and juicing her daughter's SAT scores. The uh, Federal Bureau of Prisons officials told TMZ that she'll be out October 27th. Prosecution, uh, the prosecution originally wanted to get Huffman behind bars for a year. But when they realized the probation department wouldn't play ball, they reduced it to a month, and they got half. Uh, while she is behind bars at the reportedly cushy Dublin, she will be able to play board games and go suntanning per TMZ. The thing they keep pointing out as as a real a real prison like thing that she has to do is that her bed has to be made by six thirty a.m. Okay, that is the big. Now, if you compare that to what they went through in Shawshank. That seems okay. Uh, meanwhile, when Huffman doesn't re- uh, does return to public life, she's hoping the public will give her a second chance. Insiders say uh, the source said she is resigned to paying her dues to society and spending her time in Dublin in a humble and quiet manner. The question is: Does someone want to? You know, will people pony up and hire an ex-con? Uh, she has not been assigned her post uh, release two hundred and fifty community uh, service hours yet, but she is hoping that she'll be able to make a positive impact on her, on underprivileged young women and women who have been recently incarcerated and released and who are attempting to re-enter society. Well, before she went in, she actually, her and her daughter were starting to do uh, the community service. So they are, she, yep. they actually have already ticked off a number of the hours towards that 250 hours. Uh, here's another one. Helen, a frightening car accident. Uh, the Oscar huh? winner was taken to the hospital on Wednesday after the vehicle she was riding in was struck by another driver. <laughs> In uh, mid-city area of Los Angeles, Hunt was reportedly riding in the back of a black SUV when the vehicle was clipped by another car and flipped the SUV on its side. Uh, She was taken to Cedars-Sinai Medical Center complaining of pain following the collision. That's where her twister experience came in handy. She was reportedly released later in the evening after being examined by doctors. What's the worst car accident you've ever been in? Have you ever had... I did a head-on-head one, or uh, that's what it was, a head-on head collision, on. yeah, and um, uh, my airbags did not come out, but the guy who I hit did, 
And um, when those things happen, it's obviously really stunning. I, I thought I killed the guy because he like kind of passed out. His head was slumped over the the steering wow. wheel. It was it was terrifying. Did, did, he was it, fine, but it was you know it was one of those things where when it happened, it was um, it's it was surreal. Bad. It is. And, and you and, and uh, so I had I I rammed into the back of a, of a car that was a, a van that was stuck on a road, and it was um, it was at the it was just the absolute. Horrible confluence of events in a bad area, poorly lit at the top of a hill. It oh, was, it's just an area that's known for being bad where accidents occur. Yeah. And this was, they were disabled in the, in the left lane. And uh, and I remember it's like I'm, I was looking at myself and what is this bag in my lap? Right. Oh, like, yeah. What what happened? And, you, and did I hear a crash? You're it's, completely thrown yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. I've never I, had the airbags go off. That yeah. that kind of scares me a little bit. You All my accidents were pre-airbag days. Yeah, I me got too. My, uh, my Mustang was destroyed by a car that rear-ended me. I mean, it was a loss. It was yeah. A, the, yeah. yeah, the gas tank ended up in the back seat. It was, a, yeah, it was. Oh, my God. Yeah. This car got totaled a year and a half ago. That was years? that accident. Oh, that yeah, was that, that one? Was okay. accident, yeah. yeah. I uh, drove my car into a pond once. Yeah. <laughs> we, that was for the show. Yeah. Yeah. We made you do and that. And that wasn't your car. It wasn't my car, but it didn't have any airbags either. What was mm. your safety harness when that happened? When, uh, I had a seatbelt, and, and then I threw a rope out the window. Yeah. Um, that, that's how we used to do things on the show. Oh my our safety, our safety was Casey just before went into the water. He threw a rope out the window, which was tied to a chain okay. on the back, so we could tow him out of the pond. And he's here today. He's here today. It worked. I heard you guys talking about the safety precautions the other day. Oh my I'm god, like, they were extensive. A rope out a window. What? Oh my god. These lawyers. And now we can't do hatchet throwing at the yeah. camp out for home. Yeah. At a, at a, where the company that does mobile hatchet throwing. It's mm-hmm. like an organized, mm-hmm. <laughs> safe thing to do. <gasps> Mm-hmm. You know Maybe what? We, we used to drive again. cars into ponds with throwing a rope out the window <laughs> being the safety. Let Let's say we hatchets. just bring our own hatchets down to the camp out and go for it. I'm, I'm up for that. Let's just do that. Hatchet <laughs> fights in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. A spokesperson for the L.A. Police Department told people that Hunt was one of multiple people taken to the hospital following the incident and that uh, police investigating the crash determined that no crime had occurred. Uh, she is currently in production on a limited series revival of Mad About You. Oh, boy. Great. Um, <laughs> I hated well, that show. I, I won't watch this one either. It'll... Okay. Uh, it's a... <laughs> hey, is Mabel going to be in it? Is that the, the baby's the, name? I would imagine. It's a limited series. Listen, it was a very popular show. It was so, huge. You know, it, I just hated it. You, it's did, probably, you, I, I didn't it. like it. I didn't, I didn't watch it when it was on. It was one of the ones that I went back later and watched, and uh, I never got super into it like I did the other shows. She was the reason I, I didn't get it. into it. I, I found her annoying. Yeah. I, I like her, though. She's been in movies that I've enjoyed, but I, I her character in that show just annoyed the F out of me. <laughs> I liked him. No, Paul yeah. Reiser? Yeah. yeah. I like him, too. It's, uh, it's airing exclusively on Spectrum. Do you guys know what channel that is? That's an old cable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what though? I've I've recently heard it. What else? There's something else. Hold on, let me look it up. It's uh, yeah, Preston, like you said, it starts. It's a limited series. Starts November 20th, and uh, but it airs exclusively on the Spectrum Spectrum Network. Uh, Nick is showing a little trailer or a video of them speaking. She looks great. She does. She looks really, really nice. She was in a long-term relationship with Hank Azaria. Oh yeah, uh, years and years and years. Yeah. Hmm, TV internet voice. Um, I don't know, but I've, I've recently heard that there's something else on there that somebody told me to watch. Is it a reboot of uh, Just the Ten of Us with Coach Lovett? <laughs> <laughs> that was good, too. <laughs> uh, Jason Momoa really loves his wife. 
the 40-year-old Aquaman star, sat down with Esquire for a cover story. Spent most of it essentially gushing about how awesome Lisa Bonet is. He actually started to uh, to spank it, too, he was talking. Uh, going, huh? <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. sorry, I got to uh, saw the sock. Oh, uh, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> he said she was literally my childhood crush. I mean, I didn't tell her that. I didn't let her know I was a stalker until after we had the kids. Uh, the pair had been, has been together for 14 years. Uh, they share Lola and son Nokoa, uh, Nokoa uh, in addition to Bonet's daughter, Zoe Kravitz, whom she shares with Lenny Kravitz. She just, uh, you know her story, right? She just had a, uh, scored a major role in the new Batman movie. Uh, she's playing she Selena Kyle. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. Cap, yeah, she's Catwoman. Yep. That's right. Uh, he says that their story makes him believe that anything is possible. He said, if somebody says that something is impossible, I'm like, hey, listen here. I married Lisa Bonet. Anything <laughs> is effing possible. Yeah, but you're Jason Momoa, dude. Yeah, exactly. knock it off. Yeah, you're please. blessed with genetics. You are stunningly, you're, you're a specimen of a man. Uh, she said, rip his ass out. But he goes on to say, Mama is the boss. Everyone knows that. Uh, yeah. Talking about uh, life at home with Bonet. In fact, he says that uh, his kids don't confide their secrets to him because, quote, I'd tell mom right away, I'm not going to get busted over your S, he says. So, uh, Michael Douglas believed that his son Cameron Douglas was going to die during his battle with drug addiction. That was an extended battle. Yeah, there were uh, moments, he said, when hope dwindled, and uh, then it's just a train out of the station. Uh, He was telling People Magazine, life became a series of crises. Uh, I thought I was going to lose him. The 40-year-old Cameron became addicted to cocaine and heroin as a teenager, served almost eight years in prison for dealing drugs. Jeez. And he said, I I hated the wreckage I saw in my life because of drugs, but I just couldn't stop. Uh, But now he's a father himself to 22-month-old Lua, with girlfriend Vivian, and says that uh, he wants to help others seek help. His memoir about his experience, Long Way Home, is coming out on October 22nd. Yeah, he was uh, he was spiraling out of control. I'd be curious to read that because he had a a number of high profile run ins with the law. Yeah, and um, I mean he was he was as far off the deep end as you could get. Yeah, he In fact, went he away. Pulled it back. Yep. Blake Lively shared her Amazon baby registry on Wednesday. And it contains a hodgepodge of eco-friendly must-haves, including diapers, before bedtime reading, and bathing essentials. All right, a quick question. Is is this shared on the uh, the suggestion that we, the public, buy some of these yeah, things like, for would, her? I don't think so. Or, or is it to show how eco-conscious she it, is uh, or that she's able to afford <laughs> an Amazon account? No, it's it's direct tie-in with a charity effort. It's a oh, all right. Child Rescue Coalition. So There we go. It right, makes sense then. Amazon's a sponsor on it, and they get some, a high-profile celeb like uh, Blake Lively to promote it. So there's a, a program on Amazon called Amazon Smiles. And uh, yes, I love that. And I support it. So every time I make a purchase, money from my purchase or other people who have kindly jumped in will go to my wife's charity, uh, Max Fund. So, yeah, you and you can, can pick any charity you want. Yeah, you can pick whatever charity is signed up. The only thing is, is you have to go to like whatever it is, smile.amazon. Like if you just go to your Amazon account, it's not linked. Here's what you do. Bookmark that that version, and so every time you go in, know, see, you can do it on your phone, too. Sorry, Preston, hold on real quick. The only thing is, is <laughs> on my phone, I can't figure out where it is. Like, I just have the regular account. So right. sometimes, you know, when I am just want to buy something immediately off right. of my phone, I'm not near a computer. Well, we can set you up. All right, so you have to It'll help It'll be me. very easy. Okay. We ho- I hope we helped you, too. Yes. Perhaps yeah, you yeah. and That was great for the listeners. <laughs> so, just- Gosh, I hope they told you about Amazon and how you can do Amazon Smiles. <laughs> 
Just remember that the next time you think I'm wasting your time. Well, I was about here. to say yeah. that you were channeling Casey at that yeah. point. Hey, listen, it's for a charity. Yes. Okay. I'm just, just babbling about nothing. Just yeah. like Blake Lively sure. does. And if it's good enough for Blake Lively, then it's good That's enough for Kathy. Good enough for me. Blake shared, I understand how overwhelming it is to be a new parent. What they don't tell you is it never gets less overwhelming. But with each kid, I do learn more. Before I had my first, I was lucky enough to have the parents in my life who I trusted most to share their must-haves with me. And I hope to do the same with you with my baby registry picks. Good luck. You're going to need it. Now go to hell. Uh, she and uh, Ryan Reynolds recently revealed that uh, they welcomed their third child together over the summer. There were things, though, that I forgot. Like, I remember the first time I put Jace in the bath, and I was like, oh, I don't have anything for him to play with. <laughs> you know, like, I forgot bath toys and sure. soap and things yep. like that. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, that's stuff by, by you guys, multiple you kids, right? Yeah, you learn you, you as you go. just learn. Yep. And then you, then you don't care, right? That's right, the better ever. part. By the time you get to the yeah. third one, you just don't care. Play you with your penis. T- you give Dude. them tougher where to play with. Right. Dude, exactly. the play with your penis. Here, here's the sock. Dude. Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> Whatever's on the floor. <laughs> I had all three of them in the shower with me. Well, after my third one could, like, stand and walk and all that stuff. Where you go, Rockstar. No, Dude, I'm <laughs> telling you, man. Because when you have to bathe three kids... <laughs> I know. I know. It sounds weird, but uh, but I'm no, not the only it. one. They're your kids. They're my kids. I, I know. Yeah, of course. Uh, I mean, you made it sound weird. <laughs> I mean, but, so, uh, yeah. that's my job. Uh, no, we used to do that. Yeah, you put them in the shower with you. It's easy. To clean I could literally bathe three of them in less than five minutes. There's a commercial yeah. that's great where the, uh, the, the 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 woman's coming and handing kids to the husband in the shower. Yeah. Like, here you go. Here you go. Yep. yep. All right. Anyhow, uh, E has announced. That Jennifer Aniston will be the second ever recipient of E's People's Choice Awards on Sunday, November 10th. Who's the first recipient? Melissa McCarthy. Wow. She accepted the trophy for the inaugural award. Uh, but they wrote, Jennifer Aniston is a tour de force. She is a tour de force. Who has uh, portrayed some of the most iconic, unforgettable, and relatable characters of our time. Like Rachel. <laughs> That's yeah. There's one. Yeah. yeah. Right? Who else? Yeah. A leprechaun? Iconic... Of all time. There's, oh. there's Rachel. There's and, Rachel, uh, and that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's Rachel. And then the chick that she played in that movie that seemed a lot like Rachel from Friends. Yeah. And then uh, that other one where she, she was like a slutty Rachel. So Jen Neal, the general manager of E! News, uh, said for gracefully conquering comedy and drama on both the small and big screen, we honor Jennifer Aniston with the People's Icon of 2019. If it happens to tie in with a promotional effort for her new show on Apple TV, <laughs> yep. then so be it. So be it. What's her best movie? Her best movie is Leprechaun, I think. No, it's not. No, I mean, uh, she was in Horrible Bosses, right? Yeah. She's great in Horrible Bosses. Uh, We're the Millers. We're yeah. the Millers. Along That's Came Polly. Along Came Polly. I loved Along Came Polly. It's probably my favorite of, of her movies, but um, I haven't seen a bunch of the other ones that she's done. What was the one? Cake? That was like a serious yeah. one she did. I didn't see that. Yeah. There was a Netflix one that came out last oh. year, Dumplin'. Did you guys see that one? Yeah. yeah. I couldn't. No. I couldn't she was, she was a, a pageant mom. Yeah. Office yeah. space. She was in office space. That was yes. good. You're right. She worked at Tchotchkes. Yeah. 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 I forgot about that. She loves but, kung fu. Anyhow, um, did was Paul Rudd on Friends? Yes. Yes. Yeah, okay. He played he was somebody's boyfriend marrying, for a minute, right? Phoebe's, wasn't he? He ended up marrying Phoebe. All right. Oh. Despite starring on that show for two years, he admits that he hasn't seen Friends start to finish. And he hasn't seen all of the episodes that he appeared in. Uh, he made the confession during uh, Radio 1's Breakfast, a Breakfast Unpopular Opinion show. 
Uh, Paul will tell us. Have you ever seen all of the episodes of Friends that you've been in? Do tell. On Wednesday. On the chat show, I'm a presenter. I say schedule and boot. Okay. So he's doing radio interviews, huh? In Britain. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't matter. I mean, the hosts are all peppy like that. Yeah. They're all very peppy. It's way different than here. Uh, but he had revealed that uh, he wasn't even sure how many episodes he had seen. I saw him talk about his uh, his you know um, run on Friends one time, and he wasn't throwing any of the, the cast members under the bus, but he did say that they were a clique and he was not a part of it, that they went to work and um, he was not a regular member of the show. He was on the outside looking. He was a yeah. hired. Oh, a number of people said that, but you can yeah. see how... They were such a collective, right? And, and they clearly did. They did everything together. They negotiated together. They did everything, and, and that was you could that could seem a little impenetrable to someone from you know who's coming in as a, a guest star. Well, mm-hmm. but if he married a major star, he you know I guess maybe the writers were like, oh, maybe he can break the inner circle, circle. here, and the inner circle is like, nah, suck it, suck mm-hmm. it, suck it. <laughs> Go straight to hell. Uh, let's see. Ryan Reynolds and John Krasinski are teaming up for Imaginary Friends Fantastical Comedy that is in the process of being picked up by Paramount, according to The Hollywood Reporter. Uh, they uh, beat out Lionsgate and Sony, among others. Uh, Krasinski will direct, produce, and star. Reynolds will co-star. Uh, uh, the film is being described as a Dr. Doolittle-style story of a man who talks to people's imaginary friends huh. after others have forgotten or discarded them. This could be interesting or horrible. Uh, when those friends become evil, it's up to Reynolds to save the world from harm. Krasinski is, what is the status of A Quiet Place 2, which I, he I has been working was, on? Yeah. They finished uh, filming it. He posted something okay. on Instagram, Steve, and I think maybe his wife did as well. And uh, Man, they, that was good. They wrapped up the uh, the shooting on it. I loved it, and I'm glad they're doing a follow-up. Cause... And from that, you got Bird Box. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. The other, there's and a... I, and speaking of him, I, I, my wife and I just finished uh, Jack oh, Ryan over the weekend. What you think? I freaking love awesome, it. isn't it? We loved it. We could not wait to watch it, and I'm kind of glad when this happens that I get late to the game, and then another season's right around the corner, yeah, and it yeah. is. Yeah. So I, I, and he is. So good in it. He's great. He, really he is, is as a as a uh, smart badass. Yeah, which is what he is. Who is uh, put in a situation that he normally would. Not. He's he's in he's a, an unintended James Bond. Yes. Yeah. You know, like he's he's got training, but he's not the super spy. No. Know? And, but when he pulls out that training, you're like, oh yeah, that's it right. Works. Yeah. Yeah. He's he proficient, but he's not like a uh, Superman. A, a Superman or yeah. you know you know silent assassin or anything like that. Yep. Um, there's another movie that's coming out or that's out on Netflix now. Do you guys know anything about it? Called uh, I think it's called In the Tall Grass. Yes, it's a horror movie. It's a Stephen King movie. Preston, mm-hmm. have you ever heard? It? What's so, it so it's um um the uh, God the Patrick guy Wilson's in it. Patrick Wilson. Yeah. So yeah, they, Preston, great. they go they they pull off to the side of the uh, street. This couple and they hear calling from like, tall man. tall grass. Yeah, and they basically what happens? They go in to look for this, and they find other people. Who are in there looking for voices that they've heard? It's from a Stephen King. Stephen King, I think, and a family member, maybe Stephen King's son, hmm. if he has a son. Yeah, Billy Jean King. I Billy think Jean King. But his wife is a writer. Yeah. So whatever the deal is, they they wrote the story, and I was looking at the trailer as well, Casey. It looks very interesting. Yeah. Um, and it's Stephen King, so that's yeah. why I thought maybe you had heard of it. It's no, but a I'm, short story, kind of like the body. Okay. Turned into Stand By Me. Sure. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Okay. Yeah. Or the sled turned into Citizen Kane. <laughs> yeah, that too. And Steve, uh, A Quiet Place 2 comes out on March 20th of next year. All right. All right. Oh, man. We can make it till then. 
All right, and then one last thing. Here's something else coming out. Mrs. Doubtfire is set to begin previews on Broadway on March 9th of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> we just had that, man. Uh, Beetlejuice's Rob McClure is the title role. Uh, huh? Jerry Zachs is directing the play based on the 1993 Robin Williams hit film of the same name, Rob McClure from Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice on Broadway. Though. Right, okay. yeah. Right. So, um, uh, that's like the trend is yeah. turning movies into Broadway shows. Hey, Legally Blonde is uh, if, big now. If they're made well, I'm all yeah. right. You know, yeah. I haven't really seen any of them, but you get a built-in audience that love the movie. Yeah. So, um, I think actually, uh, Mrs. Downfire could be enough material for a, a Broadway show. Yeah, yeah. Hello. Right. <laughs> Let's do the clips. The good place follows four people in the afterlife as they try to determine what it means to be good. In this clip, William Jackson Harper explains the differences in his character for the show's final season. Here we go. The core of who Chidi is stays the same. You know, he's still nervous. He still can't make a decision. But the, you know, the pressure isn't on in the same way, like coming right into the world. Shut the f*** up! A uh, new episode of The Good Place airs 9 p.m. on NBC. That's had several seasons. Uh, four, I believe. It's a yeah. funny show. Nick it, Murphy uh, loves that show. It's, it's a really funny show. And Ted Danson is uh, exceptionally funny. He's great. Yeah. Here's the next clip. 25 years after Clerks, the duo of Jay and Silent Bob embark on another cross-country journey in the Jay and Silent Bob reboot. And here, Jason Mewes speaks about reprising the role of Jay for another time. I feel like if it gets any longer, we're going to have to do like Jay and Bob are in a nursing home. You know, watch all the hijinks and fun. So I, I, I was excited to do at least one more because it, it's been many years. People are always like, when's there going to be another movie? You have to do another movie. Yeah! Has he been in anything else? Yes, he has. Um, Non-Kevin Smith films, you're saying? Yeah, yeah, He has. Um, Not many, but he's done other stuff. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I think he was in a horror movie. I'm not sure, Nick. Maybe you can check on this called Feast. I might be wrong on that. But, Uh, um... Yeah, he gets gets roles here and there. Yeah. Uh, He actually... He gets a lot of roles. I shouldn't, I, you know, I shouldn't minimize it. Okay, uh, we're not talking dinner roll. No, no, no. no. Like the, his IMDb is is really filled with uh, a lot of non Kevin Smith stuff. Just not a lot of ho- high profile non Kevin right. Smith. There's a dude who you figured was going to check out and pulled it back. Yeah, he had a heroin addiction. Yeah. Uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot is in theaters now. By the way, all right, and there you go. That's what we have for you in the entertainment Yay. report. We're going to take a break because we have a lot going on today. We have several people who are going to be on the program. One of them, an actor named John Capellos. Uh, who was Carl the janitor in The Breakfast Club. He's in 16 Kills. A lot of John Hughes stuff. And talk about being a lot of things, man. His credit list is massive. I mean, it goes all the way up to uh, The Shape of Water, the Oscar-winning uh, Guillermo del Toro film. Loads of movies and TV shows. He's one of the guests on the program. We'll take a break and be back in a moment. Stay with us. MMR rocks Stone Temple Pilots, celebrating 25 years of Purple. Listen all this weekend to win a special two-CD newly remastered version of the band's landmark mega album. For the Super STP fans, we've got the one-hour national radio special featuring STP's Robert DeLeo and Eric Kretz, hosted by our very own Pierre Robert.
WMMR.com for broadcast times and all the details, including a shot for MMR VIPs to win a super deluxe vinyl edition of Purple, available from Rhino Records, Stone Temple Pilots, and 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Wanted to do a couple of shout-outs and butt plugs. And Steve, you wanted to give some love on yes. the air as well? To Miguel from uh, Viva Video. He, uh, We had him in the show, and he had that show that's on. Uh, I, I hope it's still on. I watched the first episode of it where they did um, They really only they filmed live. one episode. Uh, and uh, I, was, I hope it goes because yeah, it was too. really good. But anyway, it's over there in Ardmore. It's this video store we talked about that has all these, these viewing parties and so on and so forth. And he was great, and this. His crew is great, and the the show that actually ran at, uh, at midnight a couple of weekends ago was really engaging. Uh, but anyway, uh, I was talking about this movie that I knew as um, Eating Italian uh, has uh, since been made and renamed Eat and Run. I couldn't find it. I was looking all over the place. He found it. No he way. found it. It was a um, a DVD copy from Europe that wouldn't play in American DVD players or Blu-ray players. And he took the time to dub a copy for me that would that would run here. Wow. That's so, awesome. Yeah. So thank you, Miguel. What a nice thing. Very nice. Super nice guy. And uh, he's going to kind of be our go-to movie crazy, uh, obscure movie guy. I love it. Excellent. Hey, a uh, couple of butt plugs real quick for some charity events. Uh, coming oh. up this Sunday, both Nick McElwain and I will be at the Upper Gwinnett Township Park. It's the township building, but it's a park. Uh, the Laurel House 5K is taking place on Sunday, and uh, we, it's it's nice and early. It's 8 o'clock in the morning. It'll be cooler, too, so yeah. you can run and, and not pass out from heat stroke. Exactly. So if you'd like to get involved, it's not too late to do that. We have the information on PrestonandSteve.com. Just spoke at a luncheon yesterday for the media's role in reporting a domestic violence with uh, Laurel House. They do amazing work. So come and join us for that if you can. What kind of time are you expecting to do, Nick? Well, I have wheels. <laughs> so uh, uh, my son's going to run. He loves okay, doing yeah. it. He's, he's, we didn't get to go last year for whatever reason, but um, Ben did it two years ago, and uh, we've done the Walk Mile in Her Shoes with them for many years. It's, just, it's a great organization. I and love supporting them. Then there's another 5K that I'm going to be hosting, and it is for uh, my son's marching band, the Souderton Area High School Big Red Band. And it's the third annual Big Red Band on the run, 5K, uh, 5K run, walk, and fun run. And that is Saturday, October 26th, and it will be at Indian Valley Middle School in lovely Harleysville, Pennsylvania. Uh, run starts at, uh, race starts at 9 a.m. So information again on PrestonSteve.com, and it, it raises, uh, you know, money so that the band can get equipment and uniforms and go on trips and things like that. All that that stuff. Yep, wanted to mention that. And then, if you don't mind, I am way behind in shoutouts. Here's the deal with shoutouts is I I get, I do one or two on the air and then I get an influx of them and then I set them aside because we get busy and then they stack up. So give them a little taste. It's like a pusher. Some I get to and some I don't. We never did the butt plug though, so hang on a second. Okay. Thank you. Now it's Uh, certified. Here's one. Uh, it says, uh, hey, Preston, recently I tried out a nickname for my girlfriend I heard on your show. While out in public, I called out, hey, slow down, roast beef. <laughs> and her response was, what the F did you just call me? Well, it stopped me in my tracks. I stood frozen not knowing what I did wrong, and I didn't realize that she was so insulted until she said, oh, whatever, Vienna sausage. Ah. I was wondering if we could get a juicy shard out to roast beef and Vienna sausage. So here you go. 
It's a short view. That's from September, so sorry about that. <laughs> I'm uh, behind on Stranger Things Season 3. I just started watching it uh, over the weekend, and there's an episode yes. where Steve calls Gaten Matarazzo yes, he roast does. beef. because he's wearing roast beef. And yep, I, I, yep. I, just, I just watched that episode last night. I gotta believe they got that from us. They must have. We, for what reason <laughs> right? would you call someone roast beef? And it happened when Casey had said, uh, yeah, gotcha, broski. <laughs> And I thought, I mean, like, who says broski anymore? Right. So my ears cool heard, did you just call me roast beef? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it took on a life from there, you know? Well, so. well you know, we're just going to say we, we are responsible for that, even if we aren't. Uh, here's another one. Oh, my God, this one's just in time. Hey, Preston, my fiance Jeff, listens to you every single day. And on Saturday the 19th, we finally get married after oh. five years together. I'd like to give him a shout out and tell him I love him and can't wait to marry him, his fiance. That is from Jackie her. <laughs> her. 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 Uh, let me do another. Let me do another old one here, real quick. Um, hey, Preston, met my husband Michael, 2007, Westchester University, and I wanted to move out west. We ended up in Portland, Oregon. They tell the full story, but it's kind of lengthy here. <laughs> On uh, September 28th, we took the plunge and got married in Chad's Ford, PA. Uh, his dad was diagnosed with uh, lung cancer, uh, so we had to postpone our honeymoon. Uh, my father-in-law continues to improve with immunotherapy and is getting stronger each Excellent. Day. That's great uh, news. I'm asking for a shard out or a butt plug in honor of our one-year wedding anniversary this Saturday. And I got this I got this back in September, so sorry. Uh, Michael, you could have easily stayed in your comfort zone. Instead, you blindly followed me across the country learning to enjoy hiking and backpacking because I do. And tolerated my crazy ass all these years. Thank you. I love you. Cannot wait to uh, for our next adventure. New Zealand and Tahiti for our honeymoon. Ooh. Happy anniversary. Thank you. That is from Brittany. So here's your shark. Come on. There, there you go. go. All right. Jinx, by the way. Um, I got to do a shard out as well. I got this yesterday, so I'm a day late with this. But uh, there's a huge fan of our show. Her name is Terry uh, Bereshkovitz or Bereshowitz. Uh, Boruzo. One of those names. She's, right. she's a teacher at uh, Cardinal Hare High School, teaches uh, English. And her husband, Stephen, wanted to wish her a happy 26th anniversary. There you go. I wanted to uh, share a personal story here. It's something I don't, I don't know if I've ever told you guys this before or not. But is this a real revelation? No, it, no, okay. no, no, no. This is just um, I think there the other people do this, and uh, I, I I'll tell you why it's interesting. So I went to visit my dad in Kentucky. My dad, I have a stepmother. They've been married for over twenty years now. Um, but uh, so when I go and stay at their house, it's always kind of interesting because. There is one room in the house you don't go in. And the reason being is because her son, her oldest born, died when he was in his young 20s. Might have been 21, 22. Testicular cancer came on very quick. Within a couple of weeks after diagnosis, he was dying. Yeah, it was terrible. Terrible. He would have been your stepbrother. Would have been my stepbrother. Okay. Exactly. Um, and she obviously, like any wooden would be, was completely heartbroken. Devastated. Just destroyed her uh, and still uh, affects her horribly all these years later. It was, I, I, I think he died in 1991. They say mm. you never get over it. Yeah. So much so that his bedroom has never been touched. Oh, wow. Since the day he died. Not, not cleaned or anything? Nothing. Whoa. Everything is exactly the same left as is, from what I understand. I've never been in there. You've never even opened the door. I don't want to. Yeah. Uh, to be honest. And does it, she open the door? 
I don't know. She might. I think so. I think so, it yes. might. The purpose might be for yeah. her to go in and, and th- that moment in time. Maybe she does clean. I think you'd have to clean. A dust right? or something. Dust along or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. But, but still, so she keeps it as was yeah. the, wow. the day he died. I mean, and that's also, like in movies. You, you know, you see that in movies where yeah. they leave the room. I mean, to be honest, a lot of horror movies, you know. Yeah. 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 And also his car. Uh, he's got. She still uh, has it. Yeah, yeah. It sits in the garage. It's an old prelude. What's What's the point of that? I, I can kind of see the room. I don't know. I, I don't ask. Yeah. So you've never talked to your dad about this? Not really. Other than at the time of year, can I borrow the prelude? <laughs> <laughs> that the, that the time of year in the fall is very. She goes into a deep depression because oh. that's when he died every year. Yeah, I mean, oh. like a month leading up to it. Oh, that's and so then the sad. day is just it's you know awful. Is it the yeah. birthday or oh. the death day? No, the death day. Okay, the death time and probably the birthday would affect her as well. But I don't know when oh, his birthday was. I I did read something about people who grieve over a loss in that. Um, you can't let the date own you. The date, obviously, it's, you know, something horrible happened in your life, but it's just a date on the calendar. It is right. just a date you on the calendar. You don't have to let it own you. Now, me telling her that would be... It wouldn't, useless. It would be useless, exactly. Right. But I got to tell you, man, the room thing, it kind of weirds me out a little bit. It doesn't weird me out about her at all, but you guys know me. Oh, yes. If I hear noises in the middle of the night and stuff, so I think... He's in there. Like there's a spirit <laughs> yeah. in the house. Kristen, come in and play. Right. Did you ever meet him? No, no. This you is, didn't know him. Okay. Yeah, it was he 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 died years before okay, okay. they met. Uh, my dad and her met. Mm. So Someone, someone's playing with my feet. No, dude. Don't touch the feet. <laughs> so I, I was want, a professional I was model. Yes. Yeah. I, I wonder though, press, because of that particular situation, when your father and, and her got together, like if you know moving out of that house was not even an option because of because possibly, of that, yeah. possibly, yeah, I mm. don't really know. I, I, this, listen, I've heard of this, and and you know, I don't want to give out specifics because I, you know, they they live in the area, but uh, you know, I, I there was somebody who had um, lost a son tragically, and I, I believe they were moving. Um, and uh, because there was uh, somebody I knew was looking at the house to, to buy and the son and this was years and years later the, the son's room had never been touched. He was younger than 21. So it was like more of like a like a boy's room than right. than, uh, than a young man's room or whatever. But still, I, you know, I understand that. I completely understand the mm-hmm. devastation. I, I always and you're right, Preston, for don't, you don't want to presume upon this woman, the, the, your stepmother to say. Why are you reacting that way? But but you would, what I think this I don't think the son would ever want his mother to feel that kind of pain. Probably for, and throughout, you know, throughout that would be the life. last thing the, the the son would want. And I would think that that some people are uh, handle things in the opposite that they need to get out. They they need to be away. They can't mm-hmm. handle this pain anymore. You know what I mean? Everybody's different. Yeah, everybody's yes. different. Some yeah. people are like, okay, well, um, I'm going to basically have a. Um, Shrine, a shrine, right? Um, and then I, I can close the door to the shrine, and I, I can go and sit in there. And like you were saying, Steve, like you know, it's it's you know, be sort of be surrounded by a time, if you will. Yeah, I wonder if that's what she does. I wonder if she that's what it is, and she does go in there and spend time in there to kind of 
be with him or whatever. Does she have other kids? Yes, two other. She does. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You talk do, about do they, do, you don't know about. I'm sorry, Casey. You don't no, know sure. about about the access to the room. If if it's just, do they go in? You don't. I, you don't even I, know if she goes in. I don't feel comfortable asking about that, so I haven't said anything. You don't. You don't really know anything behind it, just because you're not going to yeah. ask the question. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I don't want to. Uh, number one, I don't want someone. I don't want to send them. Any, anybody that I might ask in the family into right. a depression, you right. know, reliving it, although I know that wouldn't happen. Um, but oh, we uh, never go in there. <laughs> right, right. There's a, there's a scene in the in the original Haunting, the Robert Weiss movie, uh, you know, where they're talking to the woman in, in the, who's the caretaker for this house. And the, the one uh, woman, Julie Harris, says, if I need you during the night, do I call you? And she says, oh, we don't stay here at night. No one. <laughs> really? and, and so it's that, but it's that kind of vibe. Yeah. So I understand on one level you're dealing with this emotional connection to this child, this horrific situation of losing a child. But it can help but create a f- somewhat unnerving. Mm-hmm. Well, I, it's the only door thing. on the upper floor that's closed. And, and when so you have a closed I, door. And when I walk by it, I'm like, I wonder what it's like in there. Come in, Preston. Right. Come in and meet me. Yeah. I mean, not. You're a drummer in Saint. Oh, I follow everything. By the way, we're playing Friday night at the Boat Broken Goblet in Ben Salem. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> we took a death story I, and turned it into a plug. Well, and you know what? I was just about to say something. And he I, did it. <laughs> I know. I know. I know what our show does. I gave the entree. I'm there. I teed it up. I'm on board. I was going to say something, and I, and I wanted to like still respect your stepmother, uh-huh. but like clearly I don't even need to no. say that. But yeah. anyway, my what I was going to say was if I was in the house yeah. and they weren't home, I would definitely go in there. Yeah. Like 100%. I would open it up. I'd have to see and check it out. Come in, Kathy. Uh, I've been waiting for you. But it'd be, I mean, I wouldn't touch anything yeah, or sit on the bed or anything. But hell activities. But you know what, Stephen? You'll get this. I'd be afraid that I would knock a little penguin off of the uh, of the stand. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Break like, it. In, uh, in misery, yeah. you know, I disturbed something. What happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I told you, Preston, I was watching, uh, again, uh, there's a show on Netflix called Haunted. Mm-hmm. That is a, um, sorry, I told you, this is like one of those ghost shows, but it, the difference is, is that there are multiple parties who have, quote unquote, seen the things that happen. And they, so it adds, for whatever deal, adds a little credibility or whatever to it. Long story short, I'm watching the show, and all the time I'm watching the show, I'm thinking, oh, Preston could never watch this. Because right. <laughs> it has those sort of things and yeah. sealed up rooms and, and doors like that. So um, I can understand it, but man, that's. Yeah. In in a way, that grieving, and it because in case you you use the right word, it's like a shrine to the uh, to the to the departed. Yeah, that's kind of what it is. So we got a text here. Somebody who's unfortunately their sister uh, uh, took her own life, but it says on her birthday, I have some uh, troubles for sure. My therapist recommended trying to get closure, not keeping things around to dwell on, and yeah. spend a few yeah. days throughout uh, doing something to remember her by. It's helped. Uh, from crippling emotional state to last year to a mild depression. So, well, that's good. Yeah, I think. It, yeah. In fact, it, I can't listen. You can't tell. It's presumptuous to say to somebody, "This is how you deal with your pain," because you're not that person. Right. But you would. I think anybody would want the person to to move on and perhaps do something in honor of the memory of that person rather mm-hmm. than dwell on it. And having a room that just sits there, yeah, a, a moment in time almost forces you to dwell on it. Yeah, but all right, so I, I think we're also sort of projecting this uh, this deep sadness, and, 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 and it may not be it that. It might be a positive thing? It, it may a, be a, a positive tribute? thing. You know, 
It may be. I, yeah. I, I don't know for sure, for sure. But like, I don't know. Though. He just talked about how she goes into a deeper yeah, depression. It's, it's but bad. you can't help that. And, and a bedroom is not going to do that uh, or not do that. Like, here's the deal. Steve, what day did your mother die? Uh, I don't, you know, I don't know. Don't remember you don't, you don't know the date? No, okay. no. It, it, was, it was so long ago. It, right. was, it, was, it was in the summers in August. Well, yeah. and see, you didn't hold on to that date. No, I Some didn't. You know, but you I certainly hold so. on to me. Your... I, I held on to the experience. Uh, that all those little things that people hold on to the, the those little things. Um, I uh, my experience after my mother passed away was I I, I felt I felt her with me, and yeah. I remember feeling a like she's always with me, and, and so that was a good thing. I I didn't have that. I was sad, but I also felt I also learned to feel happy for her that she was free of the suffering that she was going through. Yeah. And so that to me, because it was that was a positive as far as I was concerned. By the way, a texter says here that Kathy would break in and clean the room. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would just dust a little bit. I would, you know, I, would I threw out some things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your poor stepmom. Uh, I cleaned that room for you. Uh, and uh, the place came in to hold yeah. away the car. Yeah, I got rid of that car. And- <laughs> Hasn't been vacuumed in years. <laughs> no, she's got. I think that your stepmother goes in there. I think that's yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That's so got to be the sure. reason that yeah. she's. Kept oh, absolutely. She's building a robot in there. I agree. What's that? <laughs> building a robot. Uh, I don't know. Uh, so wait, do we? I, I know I asked, but I can't remember the answer. Was is uh, that uh, depression time? Is that the birthday time or that day time? Uh, around the passing. Around the passing. From what I understand. Yeah. yeah. I, Listen, you, and I understand that you don't want to be invasive and say, "Hey, why don't you tell me about this thing that's obviously yeah. tough for you to handle?" Yeah. I know. I just know that I, I was uh, sort of fortunate in the day that my dad died. He died the day before his birthday. So it's like I don't have, you know, two, yeah, sad, two, different, yeah. two sad days, you know, like oh, one in June and one in September, you know. Right, and, I, right. and I choose not to, like, get, like, really down about that, but you I, know, that, that time of year. But it's it's definitely wasn't a happy time. I, I think getting rid of someone's possessions after they die can sometimes, for some people, feel as if they're... they're <laughs> They're letting them. They're they're letting go of yeah. more, of of what little they have left of them in a, in a physical sense. You know what no, I mean? No, I agree. And because so listen, when somebody dies, they've got stuff. They have yeah. things and stuff. Things have to be done with that stuff. You either hang on to it, you get you throw it out, you pass it on to people, you sell it. You got to do things with them. So, um, but uh, could you see yourself everything. ever? I mean, keeping a room. I, I and I don't. I listen. If, if someone needs to do that, they do that. I, I, a child, yes. I probably yeah, that's, I was that. about to say the exact same thing. Yeah. With yeah. a child, it's got to be different. And, and you know and. When it's a parent, it's one thing. When it's, when it's your own kid, it's it's something completely different. And obviously, I know this is fiction, but the scenes in Minority Report yeah. where Tom Cruise is, is mourning oh, yeah. the loss of his son and he has those videos yeah, where yeah. he replays them. I can see that. Like holding yeah. on to something that is, is near and dear to you. That's and a video. Replaying it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. To, 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 to keep a room... Uh, you know, and I'm not... I, listen, I'm not, I'm not being critical of it. I, to me, that's... I, look, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot to wrap your mind around. But yep. there are people. I mean, we have people on the phone line, people texting in. A friend of mine said uh, that her grandmother kept the her uncle's room the same from 1993 until 2009 when uh, she died, and then they, I guess, cleaned out the house or whatever. But it had stayed exactly the same uh, wow. from the time he died. Yeah, I have an anonymous caller on the line. Hi, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Hey, what's happening? So I'm calling. Um, I lost my youngest brother. It's been going on 15 years ago now um, mm. to suicide. Oh. And um, I don't have a, we don't have a relationship with my family anymore. Um, but my parents have kept his bedroom 
his clothes are still in his drawer. Everything is the way that he left it. Yeah. Um, and it's, she believes that he's still there. Actually. Okay. Um, she visits psychic mediums. She's been on TV a few times. No kidding. Um, uh, yeah, it's kind of crazy. And uh, I've been told uh, that she actually sprinkles salt around the perimeter of her property to keep his spirit in the house and keep the bad ones out. Oh, okay. Um, so let me ask you, do, do you feel, I mean, because that's like, that's out of, uh, you know, that's... You've seen that in movies. Supernatural, yeah, yeah. salt stops the, the deal. Uh, do you feel that she benefits from this? Do you feel that she's in a better place because she is doing this? Or do you think she'd be better if she sort of let it go a little bit? I mean, it's been 15 years. Yeah. Uh, at some point you have to, like, it, it, it's hard for everyone. Like, it, it was my brother. Like, you don't get over that. Sure. But to hold on to it to that degree... And it even, like, it's just creepy. And, like, when we still would go there, and if my kids had to spend the night at, you know, Grandma's house, they would offer for my kids to sleep in that bedroom on that bed. No, and, no. Cre- like, creepy is the word. And, and and I understand what you're saying. You you, you care about this person. You lost your brother. And, but cre- you can't help but argue. Not you, you can't argue the point that for people who are not on the periphery, uh, who are on the periphery that it's it is creepy, you know, and and um, yeah, you don't want to begrudge them for mourning, right? No, and, and you for, let them mourn how they want to mourn, right? But at some point, you, I, at some point, I guess it's healthy to let it go. I think so, you know, and and that's we're all going to die, and and we all have to deal with death at one point or another in our lives. So, in the way in which you deal with death is um, is important. So, I think in, in, to, to you um, uh, and to other people, I would say. When someone channels that mourning into a positive, whether they do something, you know, for uh, a suicide outreach or something like that, that's yeah, a, a fundraiser in their a name. A way to honor or, or yeah. remember that person is more productive than just locking time. Yeah. But it's. Well, and it's not even just that all of this stuff is in there. There's been, like, there was things added to the room. Like, every photo that she could find is in a frame and in there. So. Like, all of his things are there, but then when you go in there, it's like he's staring at you, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> it's wild. Yeah, all right. Thanks for your call. I appreciate it. Listen, it can, uh, you know, traumatic things like that can make you not yourself anymore. Right? Yes. Oh, it's, it's true. It, it can absolutely happen, especially when you're talking about a child. I wonder if there's, you know, someone who is a uh, psychologist or, or what the angle on that would be of, of constantly sort of bombarding yourself with this yeah, what, this, what the best option is yeah, for yeah. healing or trying to, at least. Let me go to uh, Angela, who lost her son three years ago. Sorry, it is a, such yeah, a heavy topic, know. but I, I thought it was unique. Uh, yeah. So, Angela, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, so you lost your son three years ago, which is horrible. Yeah. Uh, um, and what, what's your what's your take on, on uh, this conversation? Um, the only way that you, I feel that you could get through with this is to have a positive outcome. Yeah. I mean, there's not going to be a positive outcome, but you always, I'm sorry. No. Um, it's, it's just hard because you'll never get over it. But for you to heal, which I got through my therapy, for you to heal is to, um, like what we do is we raise um, toys and money for Toys for Tots. Yeah. Uh, there, yeah. There you go. That's a great way That's to honor. That's a great honor. way to honor and, 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 and keep the memory alive. Yeah. Yeah. So the only way that you'll get through this, because like a lot of people say, oh, I know what you're going through. Like I lost my husband or I lost my um, my, my wife. But it's there's the same. no way to 
understand unless you do actually lose a child because a child you cannot replace. And the only way to keep them alive is actually to do something positive for them. Angela, so the the loss of you, but do the loss of your son, many other children are 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 going to are are benefiting in 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 memory and in honor of that loss. And so to me, that seems that's just the the greatest honor you could pay to your son to do that. So uh, yeah, and, and we, we do it every year. And actually, his his death anniversary is November twenty seventh. Um, November. I'm sorry, November twenty first. Well, you, you're, you're doing, uh, listen, it's got, I can't even wrap yeah. my mind around what I'll you're going what. through, but it's, so, it's it's amazing that you do it. You know, I, I, work, I work very, very closely with the Headstrong Foundation, mm-hmm. and, you know, that foundation was started as a result of the death of my friend's son's uh, his son, and he basically started it, and, and they carried this torch, and it will never bring him back. However, through that foundation, they have helped. I, I can't. I don't even know. Like they've raised millions of dollars and help, helped countless people. Yeah, uh, you know, going through similar stuff. You know, families stricken with cancer. I had a friend who lost a, a child just uh, not that long ago, and I felt helpless because I don't know that. And 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 he was kind of letting it all out on Facebook, and I was like, all right, do I do I get involved? Do I not get involved? And and eventually, I said, hey. Do you want to talk to Cheryl from from Headstrong Foundation because you know she yeah she, I, because I can't help you I I don't know what you're going through and so so I, I did I connected them and and so what that uh, last lady uh, just said was you know if you can do something positive to you know sort of carry it on rather than keeping a shrine and I don't uh, I'm not saying that you shouldn't keep a shrine either. right I yeah, know what you're yeah, saying. Yeah. Yeah. But if you can maybe do something. Don't dwell and, on just that. Yeah. yeah but, but turn it into a positive. Yeah, turn right. it into a positive. I'm going to wrap this yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. Brighten it yeah. up. No, you know what? I'm sorry about that. I did not know we were going to have. And listen. What I, the I, hell were I, you I, thinking? I feel your pain, but I did not know we would have sobbing people on the air this morning. And what a superficial just, way to promote Saint. All you're doing is going to work. And I have a band. We work really hard. And, yeah. you know, hey, we got a okay. gig we... coming up on Friday night at the Broken Goblet. <laughs> I mean, sure, you guys yeah. rock, and you know, you just want to rock it out. <laughs> Broken goblet. Did you sneak into uh, that room and break a goblet by any chance, and then kind of like uh, in misery, oh, what you were talking right. about? Oh. No, 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 yeah. we didn't do that. You didn't do that. No, we way to bring that. it down, Case. <laughs> Saint at the Broken Goblet Friday. Look over there. Look over there. <laughs> wow, they're just gone with it, but goblet? you know, I don't no. know. Uh, no, I'll ask him about the origin of the name of that club yeah. when I get there. But it's well, on Friday, it's in Ben Salem. I'll tell you, but it's painful to talk about. <laughs> a man came into my shrine room and broke a goblet that belonged to my son, <laughs> who liked to collect goblets. <laughs> but we're going to enjoy having you here with the $1.50 beer special. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. And the original show is back. It is. You're welcome. Well, wow. we got deep, and I. Uh, but listen, the truth of the matter is that that it is an interesting thing, and uh, from my angle, it's it's. You know, if you want ghosts in your house, that's the way to do listen, it. Listen, I honestly, while sleeping there, so I had the fan on, and what I didn't know, you know, ceiling fan, yeah, is that uh, from time to time, it's it's an you know, it's an older house, and the fan, I guess, had some issues, and it would kind of clunk, make a little noise, <laughs> and I would wake up like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, what was that? Who is that? Oh, it's man. Nothing, now I got to get back to Go bed. Back to sleep. Yeah. Maybe you can get a, uh, <laughs> a good deal on a prelude eventually, you know? Jesus. Uh, but anyhow. Preston, where is Saint playing this weekend? The Broken Goblet. Oh. 
Mm-hmm. Is that because somebody broke a goblet in a shrine? It, it must be. It must be. But uh, we'll be there starting at 8.30. Let's take a break. How about we do that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know what? I actually have something to give away. Uh, we ha- Where are the, the tickets you had? Casey? Where are they at? Right in front of your freaking face. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a little... Upset about the goblet story. About the goblet that, story. that it didn't get any traction. Yeah. Did, that we didn't get any laughs out. That of was it. a home run, and nobody bit. Everybody else gets pity laughs in this room. <laughs> I got none. No, it was. It was. It was a. Thanks for nothing. It was there. We were just trying to go. Uh, no, 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 no. All right. Yeah. So I have tickets to see Sebastian Maniscalco. We'll, we'll put a little extra in the pity laugh bank for you. Caller number twenty. You will get tickets to go and see Sebastian June twenty first at uh, the Borgata Hotel and Spa. It's a five I guy who had a goblet. It's a five p.m. show. And uh, tickets are on sale now at theborgata.com for all 12 shows in June of 2020. He's doing 12 shows in 2020? Jesus. Man, all right. So call 22152630WMMR gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. We'll take a break. Come back in a second. Members of the Philadelphia Union will be here. In fact, the captain of the team will be here. The head of the playoffs. Well, what do you know? First time they've had a playoff game in Chester since 2011. Nice. And I have the bizarre file on the way, too. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Dirty Honey. You know the time has come. So don't miss me when I'm down. Shinedown. Cause my monsters are real. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. We're on a tight ship around here. (laughs) That's what we do. Hey, before we get to the Bizarre File, we're going to have these two gentlemen on our program. And uh, they have to get off to practice. So we're going to do this and then get into the B-File. But the union, the union opens playoffs Sunday at home against New York. First time that we've had playoffs at the the stadium in Chester since 2011. So this is exciting. It is exciting. And we are happy to welcome two gentlemen to the uh, program. Please welcome Aurelian Collin and Alejandro Bedoya. Yeah. Gentlemen, yeah. congratulations. Thank you. Thank Going you. to the playoffs. That's got to feel great. Yeah, like you just said, first time since <laughs> 2011. That's awesome, man. Well, uh listen. So what do, what are you doing in preparation for this? You've had a great season so far. Um, and getting ready for this weekend, do you, do you work a little bit harder or pull back a little bit so that everybody is, is, you know, physically ready to go? Cause I know it can be different in different sports. Well, personally, I've had to pull back a little bit cause I got picked up an injury. So what happened? Just a, a quad strain. You okay. Know? Oh, they're worse. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that, what's worse? I, you know, it could have been a groin thing. And then, yeah. You know, yeah no, no, quads it's, are bad, though. I mean, it feels quads, like you're, yeah. it feels like a you're, nuisance, you know, yeah, just yeah. annoying. And it's always there sort of a, yeah, it impedes everything you do. Right. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. So, but no. But I think uh, you don't really change much. You know. I think the focus changes a bit. Uh, you're more in tune. You know. The playoffs. This is like win or go home. You know. It's single elimination. Yeah. So it's a little bit different than a regular season game. But uh, other than that, you know, it's just about you know, it's it's a playoffs. And the intensity goes up. So you try to match the intensity from the opening whistle, and, and that's it. Then you play your game that you've been playing all year. All right. Rules wise, obviously during the season, uh, things can end in a tie. But in the playoffs, they can't. So. 
How does it work when you get to like a, a tie at the end of regulation? You do one overtime period. That does, and w- at what point does it go to penalty kicks? Yeah, you do two uh, 15-minute halves, I believe. Okay. Um, so I think I think that's right. You, you need to know. Well, so listen, <laughs> and then uh, you go to penalties someone, after that. Someone will that. tell you when you're out on the field. No, you need to know these things because at one point, uh, <laughs> our Philadelphia Eagles were, you know, our football team here in the city. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Donovan McNabb didn't know the rules of. He didn't know that a football game could end in, end in a tie, and so he played the game differently. So I guess really, I, yes, I, I didn't hear about that. It yeah, happens. That. Mm-hmm. Listen, uh, Bimbo, uh, obviously you guys are familiar. <laughs> Bimbo, they uh, they make my favorite little chocolate chip cookie. So uh, remember. The victory for the team is a victory for my favorite chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> so I just want you to carry They'll that. If, 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 that, that. That'll yeah. incite you to uh, mm-hmm. onto a championship. You're you pronounced that correctly, by the way. Yes, Beemble. absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Uh, listen, Aurelian, does uh, being a defender, does that lend to being a great dancer as well? Um. <laughs> <laughs> That's a loaded question. I get, um, we hear you're a dancer. Yeah, I, I, like, I like dancing. Yes. Okay. What kind of dance? Uh, so Latin music, uh, so I got married to Venezuelan women, so I had to learn how to salsa. Ah, ah Kathy salsas. Look at Alejandro's burying his face over here. <laughs> well, really, he's no. answering this question. No. Well, do, do, is there a basic salsa step you can do? Uh, basic? Yes, there's the basic. Yes. Would you Would, like to dance with Kathy? <laughs> Kathy's a salsa dancer. Oh, you go ahead. Do you have a second? Can, can prove it to her. Prove it to her. Kathy's very good, you know? All yep, right. Yep. Oh, this go. is happening. Oh, this is God. happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, here here we go. studio. All right, Kathy. I hope and... this is on video. Oh, yes, it is. Oh, there we go. Yes. Okay. Wow, oh, that's... Yes! They're making turns. They're this doing is... the whole deal. That's impressive. And that's acapella, whatever the equivalent is. She did a little spin. There's no music. And, uh, wow. All Hips right. don't lie. Oh, there you go. Very nice. Yeah. Pretty sure he got her pregnant. Yeah. Dennis doesn't do that, does he? <laughs> oh hell no! It's a sexy dance, right? Is that is that how is that how uh, the the seduction, the initial seduction, took place? You, uh, um, it's a romantic, sexy yes, dance. Is. Yes, I know the lambada is the forbidden dance, so legally you can't do that. <laughs> do you go out salsa dancing? Uh, yes, sometimes more uh, in New York, but yeah, here, yes, uh, yeah, lucha cartel. I went a couple of times and... Yeah, yeah, okay. And so your wife is, um, she... Venezolana. So she grew up dancing. Yes. They have, most of the Latinos, they, yeah, they grew up like listening to the grandma or mother with the music means different in Paris. There are no They listen to Preston and Esteban Preston. (laughs) (laughs) That's their show, their favorite show. You guys probably aren't used to this kind of interview, are you? <laughs> no, we won't X and O you to death. No, we don't do that. <laughs> we're just, we just, we're just excited that you're going to here for it. Yeah, to to, now, to to play and win. Aurelian, speaking of of New York, you played with them last season, correct? No, three seasons. Three seasons ago. Okay. Um, no, the last three seasons. Oh, the last three seasons. All right. So now you're going up against them in the playoffs. Now you have made your way around the league, so playing against former teams is not a big surprise to you, but. Do you have friends on the team or yes. people that you're still tight with? Yes. Um, how does that play out when you're when you're playing against somebody who you want to beat yet you're friends with? Yeah, on the field there's no friends. Uh, you yeah. They're win. all enemies. Yes, and uh, before and after, yes, we're friends. But if you have to, you know, especially playoffs, you have to be 100% into it, and so there's no friends. Now, that gives you also insight in, in which cars in the parking lot to key because you know what they drive, <laughs> right? It's all part of the deal. <laughs> no, I mean, I see you got to face off. You got to get that killer instinct, right? 
Yes. Is there a lot of ex- time? I mean, the game moves fast. Is there a lot of time? Is there is there trash talking that takes place out on the field? You know, we, you guys go at each other and, and say things. You guys are always chirping, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. There's always trash talking. At least I like to do it. Okay. <laughs> it gives me, it motivates yeah. me. You know, you feed off that energy. You know, back and forth. Alejandro, have you seen? Have you have you tangibly thrown someone off their game by by a dig, a verbal dig? Have you seen that happen? Have you been able to pull that off? Uh. Yeah, I think I have. Yeah. I've definitely gotten someone's head, you know. Yeah, that's live there rent free, you know. <laughs> it's part of the deal, <laughs> is it not? Uh, yeah. yeah, it's part of the deal. You know, you, you, you trash talk a whole game, and to, for somebody, you know that when you know you got in their head when you know off a corner kick on the other side. Ten minutes later, they're going right back at you, saying something back, you know. And, right, you know, right. That, that's just the thing yeah. about it, you know. Time has lapsed. What's the best insult you've heard out there on the field? Anything come to mind that I can that stand you can yeah. 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 you can paraphrase <laughs> if you need to. Oh my, you know. Best it's about I mean, sucking something, know. or I don't know what, but, <laughs> you know. Yeah, all those good stuff, you know. Um, I don't even know. Some will say stuff about, like, your family or something. They'll, they'll do some research beforehand. Or yeah, something. really? Honestly. I've if, heard about that. Yeah. If you're going to do that, and you, because, listen, it's legal. You're just, and, and it's, you're not, you know, you're not, it's it's not a violation. It happens all the time. It happens yeah, yeah. in every sport where there's somebody will throw a little dig in, and it's, it's, I assume it's expected, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Or you get, like, these sly remarks. Like, I, I played in Europe for almost 10 years, and, uh, like, being American like, is a bad... They'll, they'll shoot something... They'll do something about, like, an uh, American thing, you know? Like, okay. anti-American. Yeah. So. What's playing in Europe like versus playing in the States? Um, it's different, you know? I think in Europe you have the best leagues, the best players playing their best teams. So uh, and they live, breathe soccer, you know. Yeah. Um, so it's like here, you know, you have the the two major sports and, and kind of like basketball or, or football. Um, that's what soccer is like over there. You've got to feel though that at least over the past couple of years, the trajectory of soccer has been on a on a on a pretty steady rise. I mean, people are more tied in with your with your team with the team's success comes more interest and then obviously what the the the, the women are doing raising the profile of soccer yeah, you, you're seeing tangible results of that are you yeah, not the sport has grown a lot yeah yeah honestly um winning I, always helps you know yeah, it does. I mean, when, when, when you go to a union game uh it's always a great stadium it's always a great environment to go see a soccer match right but when the team is playing well it's it's a natural but it's just it's it's so much more fun uh to be down there i went to one game this season and uh it's just it's it's an awesome environment mm-hmm. but when that awesome environment is also conducive to a winning team uh it's it's all the much better well that's what i like about philly you know when yeah. you're winning they'll let you know but when you're losing <laughs> They'll let you know too. <laughs> do, you, do you guys get pissed off when I mean, listen, the, the game is naturally one that has ten. You, you don't have fifty-four to thirty-eight. You don't have you know the the, the scores are are traditionally a bit. Well, loose. if every goal counted for six seven points, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah right, yeah, scores. <laughs> right. Yeah, but but ultimately, uh, it, it's in that case. What you do is, if it's it's a, a low scoring game, or if it's nothing, or you know, does that piss you off as well? I mean, you know, obviously. You know the what the fans are there to see, and you're playing to the fans a little bit as well. You want to win, but that as well. You know what? What's your biggest? What's your biggest pissing off factor in the game that you play? What What drives you the craziest when you're out there besides losing? Um, yeah, losing sucks. But yeah. in soccer, there's you know, like in other sports too. Um, there's all these different tactical approaches to the game, you know? So yeah. I would say, like, our style of play is kind of, we, we try to keep it entertaining. We move the ball. We, we try to play and it does move. soccer. I think I think but, if people were to go out and, and and they go, and it happens all the time, you go actually see the game in person, and you and then you can have a perspective when you watch it on TV at, at, about how fast it is moving. 
Oh, and, and, and if you watch it live, it's a lot faster. Yeah, it's almost yeah. like hockey, you know, live right. hockey. Yeah, is yeah. A lot quicker, and, yeah. And you don't, I don't think a lot of people appreciate that until they're on the field there seeing it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, we're running around for 90 minutes. We don't have <laughs> stoppages every yeah, right, right. 30 seconds or so. So, uh, yeah. All right. So, what do you get really, really pissed off when somebody that you're playing against takes a dive um, and then you guys get caught? Because you, I'm sure you do it too. Like, if you oversell something, you're, you're trying to get them. To either maybe get a yellow card or you know PK or, or you know something along those lines, so you're you're probably just as guilty, right? Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people dive when Colin's defending them because <laughs> yeah. he comes at you hard, so you want to kind of get out of the way. Well, do you guys just, get a kick out of that? Like on YouTube, you see like you know like the worst dives. You know, people. It's funny sometimes, but I'm talking about trash talking. That's the yeah. best time to start trash talking when something you see somebody dive, then you can call yeah. them whatever. Like get up your. Little, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. they start acting soft, then you know you can get at them. So right. Yeah. Well, it makes total sense. But listen, we want to we want to congratulate you guys and uh, wish you the best. So Saturday, I'm sorry, Sunday at 3 p.m., first playoff game in Chester since 2011, and uh, they're taking on uh, New York. What's your before we let you go? How do you feel about New York and your chances against them? What do you want to say? Um, I think that um, well, we played them twice this year, and uh, we know perfectly the way they play. And I think if we're on a good day, we win because uh, they haven't been good and. And we've been good. And, nice. Um, and Red Bulls is always like, you know, kind of a derby here. And I hope everybody is going to come to the stadium, be sold out like a lot of games this year. And, and us, we're going to make uh, our part. You know, it's all in America, it's all about playoff, all about this game, whatever the season you did. So now we have to be focusing the killing instinct you were talking the about. The killing instinct. That's what we need. Sauce all over their faces. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great about uh, professional athletes. And, and this is just part and parcel of, of being that way is. is Instead of saying, I think we're going to kick their ass. Yeah. Uh, which you know they're thinking that for yes. sure. But yeah. you can't, can't really say that. Yeah, say that. yeah well, we're going to give them some more bulletin material, you know? All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we're you ready. Go. We're ready. All right. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I yeah. believe it. Excellent. Well, good luck to you guys. Congratulations. Go get it. All right. Let's hear it for them. Yeah. Alejandro and Aurelian from your Philadelphia Union. They got to go. They got to go. Uh, they got to practice. practice. So we are going to do the Bizarre File <laughs> practice. Uh, practice? We're talking about it. All right, uh, Case, I need the Bizarre File intro, if you don't mind. Oh, uh, that's, right. that's right. That would be wonderful. And then we can get into the stories, of which I have, what's the proper word? Uh, accrued? Accrued or... Collected? That's another one, but that's not the one I was trying to think of. I'm distracted, and I can't Assimilated? Remember. No, not assimilated. Coalesced? Procured. Procured? Uh, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. collated. Okay. Sure. Sure. I've spent enough time. That's the amazing. intro is ready. Here we go. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. See, with the pros, you never see the strings. Yeah, no, Jackie Bayman's going to let me know which of those words he likes. All right. Robbins Diamonds is our sponsor in tax-free Delaware with thousands of rings and self-serve cases and absolutely no sales tax versus the 8% tax in Philly. Robbins Delaware Diamonds. Uh, this is wild video. I am certain you will see it if you watch the news today. Utah, Utah Highway Patrol officers being hailed as a hero after he risked his life to pull a man off a train uh, off of train tracks oh. moments before a train barreled through the area. Wow. I mean, this uh, Preston, oh. you said it. It's right out of a movie. Yes, it's it, right out of uh, of the fugitive. Yeah, right before the the train hits. Dashboard camera footage shows the officer bolting out of his vehicle and running into the path of the un- oncoming train in uh, to rescue an unconscious driver from a vehicle that had crashed on the tracks. 
Uh, you can hear him on the video. This is a Trooper Ruben Correa saying, we got to get out of here. We've got a train coming. we got a train coming. He repeats it three times. Uh, just before the train collided with the vehicle, Correa pulls the driver into the grass surrounding the tracks. No one was injured in the crash. The vehicle was completely destroyed. I mean, a split second before this train hits, he gets the guy out. Mm. He said, I looked to my left. I was able to observe the train was coming pretty fast, anywhere between 50 and 80 miles an hour. At that point, I actually wasn't really thinking. I was just doing my job, and the main concern was getting him out. The vehicle had veered off the freeway, crashed through a fence, and came to a stop on the train tracks after the driver suffered a medical condition. Korea had been uh, handling a traffic stop nearby when he responded to a call of a car on the tracks. He said, before I knew it, the train hit in the vehicle, and we were able to make it out alive. He said he didn't feel the weight of the situation until he watched the train launch the SUV from the tracks. He said, that's when I realized, oh, wow. That was a lot closer than I would have liked. It was incredibly close. Uh, he is lucky he was able to get the seatbelt undone and get that person out of there because they wouldn't have made it. And he he basically throws him yeah. right onto an alligator. No. no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Police say a man in northern India digging a grave for his daughter. We were just talking about losing a child. Yeah. On Thursday evening and found a baby buried alive in a oh nearby my. Hot. Whoa! Yeah. Hitesh Kumar Saroy had taken his daughter to be buried near a cremation ground after his wife gave birth to a stillborn child. As an employee began digging a grave for her, they were shocked to hear crying coming from an earthen pot that his shovel hit. He said, when we noticed a newborn girl inside, he immediately rescued her and dialed for help. Uh, police said, we are now trying to find the parents of the baby. We will, uh, we will take strict action against those who have buried the infant alive. At one point, he said, I thought that my daughter had come back to life, but the voice was actually coming from the pot. Uh, he fed her milk through a cloth before being called, before calling an ambulance. Uh, the baby was born prematurely at 2.4 pounds and is being treated for lung infection. Doctors added that the baby, who is on oxygen and may have survived so long because prematurely born children don't need as much oxygen. Wow. That's astonishing, isn't it? Mm. Police officials have launched an investigation in the incident. And uh, they are uh, they are they believe that it may be attempted uh, female infanticide. Uh, female infanticide is a widespread problem in India due to parents' preferences for sons for financial reasons. Wow, it's horrifying. Yep. Medical experts have raised the alarm following reports increasing numbers of women are using toothpaste to tighten up their private area. Uh-huh. Ah. Doctor, my labia is minty fresh. Doctor Oluwole Yusuf issued a plea to women via the news agency of Nigeria late last week. Oluwole and comments that were soon backed by specialists across the world. She said toothpaste is caustic and too abrasive for a sensitive body part, uh, and using such on it can destroy the organisms meant to protect the vagina from possible infections. Uh, when it can no longer protect itself, the body is prone to infections, which could later destroy the tubes and block the chances of getting pregnant. Quick question. Mm-hmm. How many people have reported gingivitis with their vaginas? <laughs> Not a one. There you go. So uh, there is a plus side. His concern was echoed uh, by British specialist Vanessa McKay, consultant, gynecologist, and spokesperson for the Royal College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, who said it's a myth that toothpaste will tighten the vagina. I've always heard that hemorrhoid ointment is a tightening agent. It is. So that, to me, would see... Um, listen, not that I'm condoning the use of hemorrhoid ointment on your vagina. It would be a little more appropriate, certainly in the same vicinity Region, of the body. same zip code. Yeah. 
<laughs> Listen, it's like uh, anti-aging creams. Like if there, if it actually worked, we, it would be We'd more all use well it. known. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so uh, putting the toothpaste there would not only be uncomfortable, the doctor said, but also cause serious damage and disrupt the natural flora of the vagina, leading to and the fauna, the animals, <laughs> potential for infections like bacterial vaginosis and thrush. What do they say about putting eyeliner on your lips? Uh, <laughs> and many toothpaste brands, yeah, Kathy's that was eyeshadow. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> many okay. toothpaste brands also contain oh small God. particles that could cause abrasions, so you don't want that. All right, and then one last story. Uh, let's see. A woman was left stunned after a stroll on the beach when she found a shell. That looks just like Osama bin Laden. Oh, my God. Deborah Oliver found the distinctive-looking shell He's on back. Uh, Winchelsea Beach. Uh, the 60-year-old was drawn to the curious-looking find as she went for a walk while celebrating her 42nd wedding anniversary with her husband, Martin. And when she held the shell up to her ear, <laughs> Deborah realized uh, the shell, thought to be from an oyster, bore an uncanny resemblance to the Al-Qaeda terrorist and then fell apart laughing and kept it as a little memento. Deborah said, it's not all that often you find a seashell that looks like anyone at all, so finding Osama bin Laden was amazing. It was amazing, amazing. She said, when I looked at it properly up close, I thought it looked like Jesus. And I then saw a turban on the top and realized who was staring up at me in the palm of my hand, Osama bin Laden. No, you idiot. That's not Jesus. That's Osama bin Laden. Can't you see the turban? Others thought that she saw the seashell resembled ex-Supreme Leader... Uh, of Iran, Ayatollah Khomeini. So, uh, well, I've seen a lot of things in that shell. Mm-hmm. Your interpretation. There you go. Your brain has the shell on it. That's what I have in the bizarre file this morning. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. Why don't we? Uh, we're going to come back in a moment. We will have a gentleman who is the senior producer of Conan O'Brien show. How the hell did that happen? Uh, we'll find out from Marissa because she met him yesterday. Yeah. So we'll return in just a moment. Stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Before we welcome our guest, uh, Marissa, how did you encounter our guest and have him come here this morning? I like meeting strangers on the street. (laughs) Yes. Giving people directions. I mean, that's the edict of your pimp, (laughs) so uh, you have to do that. No, so where where, where did you meet him? No, there's this really cool uh, event happening throughout the city. It's been going on a couple days. Today's the last day. It's called uh, BPHL Innovation Festival, Mm. and it's going on between the Independence Blue Cross Building and the Fittler Club and all over the place. There's a lot of people coming into town and um, doing panels and Q&A. And I was lucky enough to be asked to host a Q&A with our guest right here, Aaron Blair. And um, he, I guess your uh, credentials are from the Conan show and a lot of gaming things that are going on. What was the panel? 
Uh, oh, I forget question. what it's called. That's why I was asking. <laughs> Something uh, about innovation. You don't yes. remember the name of your own panel that you hosted? No. <laughs> it was yesterday. Ouch. This is, uh, by the way, this is Aaron Blair. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, buddy. Uh, I'll clap for myself. I'm not about show. that. You should. Yeah. Innovating late night. Thank there you. There we go. You're welcome. Kathy's on it. She knows what's <laughs> Aaron and, she the... la- and she has a laptop, by the way. Uh, Aaron well is the senior producer of uh, Conan. Yeah, the uh, show. right. Senior producer of New Media, Team Coco, which is a title that doesn't really mean anything, but it sounds cool, doesn't <laughs> Listen, it? Listen, yeah. titles are very important when are you get they? into Yeah, they sort of give you, it's what you get in lieu of a raise. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That right. is That's correct. usually the way that it goes. <laughs> Absolutely. And yeah, it was a great panel. Uh, you did a great job. Oh, nice thank work. you. For not thank knowing you. what it was about. Nice she, work. she rocked it, right? That's no, right. Marissa does a good job. But it's I was like, yeah, it was the equivalent of uh, herding cats, and she did a good job. No, My was... personality is like a bunch of cats. Well, you yeah. impressed me. You had so many great stories to, to share, and, mm. of course, a lot of innovation and inspiration to share with the audience. So I called these guys immediately, and I was like, we got to have him by tomorrow, because you guys are going to love having a conversation with him. Well, we're massive Conan fans, first off, and have been for forever, and uh, uh, the people that we've had through who have worked, actually, our former intern, uh, Jake McCann. Tara was a Conan. Oh my God, Jake! That's yeah. right. So uh, there, there's there, there's there's a connection in a couple of different ways. But uh, so so the, the gist of it though seems very positive. What you were um, talking about and how to um, how to innovate in your own life and how to shear away the negative negative uh, aspects. And, yeah, for yeah. sure. I, I think one thing that's so great and that I feel so lucky and grateful for is. You know, Conan is a a great guy, but B he's curious and. He loves to uh, just maybe by virtue of not being able to sit still, uh, try new things. And uh, you know the mantra around the office is he's always like, "Let's try it." I don't know. Well, you, you know, it. you know what impressed me is after the the whole Tonight Show uh, debacle, which I thought was a ridiculous exercise in in in, in BS. Listen, though, in, in sometimes you let life happen and things will end up where they need to be anyway. And I think he's probably in a happier place than he ever could have assumed that he would be at. Uh, but well, yeah, and and these and and I don't think without that we would be able to do these travel shows, this right. podcast, which is what suits him tremendously. Yeah. But but so he, I remember the, uh, the 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 tour movie that came out after uh, oh, after yeah. the deal, and he, it was very candid, and he was very honest, yeah. and, and it made him self evaluate like crazy, <laughs> and and admitted to being in a dark place, yeah. and, and came out of it. So. Um, did you did you take that example and and or, or, or are you a half gl- full glass guy or did you have to train yourself to become one? Ooh, I think the glass is too big, right? Guys? The glass. <laughs> there you go. Uh, no, I, I think that right. I, I think again, one thing that I've always admired about Conan is his ability to constantly push forward and push himself into new areas. I mean, you know, this is a guy who's been famous forever and he's a comedy icon, and he doesn't need to do. And he, he doesn't need to start a podcast. No. But he did, and it's great. Yeah. You know, um, he got Rupert. out of his comf- comfort zone initially. Right. I remember when the announcement was made, uh, you know, uh, years ago for the replacement to Letterman, and everyone goes, sure. this writer for The Simpsons sure. is sure. going to be that we've never, yeah. is going to be this. So time and time again, he stepped outside the comfort zone. You recommend that, yes? Oh, yeah. I mean, that. look, like, what are we doing here in life if not to just, you know, have fun and make stuff and, and explore? I mean, yeah. life is great and it's fun. And, and that's what's, and again, like, you know, even through these Conan Without Borders travel shows, I was just in Greenland like a month ago. That's so cool. And it's, oh man, it's great. And and we were, Nick and I were talking about actually out in the hall about traveling. And I think people forget, you know, we're, we live in this world where you're looking on social media and you're looking at everybody else's amazing life. And, you know, comparison is the thief of joy. And, <laughs> 
It's and it makes people kind of feel miserable. But people, I think, many times don't realize that they can get on a plane or get in the car or just get out of their house and walk around and explore. And they can go to places and they can do things. And it's just a matter of doing it. It's a big world. There's a lot to see. And and, uh, when when Marissa brought up the possibility of having you on our show today last night, I I got really excited. You know, and and I were like, no, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I was like, please not not have this. No, no, Aaron, I, I, you know, did a deep dive on your Twitter and and, uh, I realized what a fan of you I am and uh, the work that you do with Conan. Um, You really have been to some amazing places. You've been to places that anybody can get to. You've been places like Ghana, where it might be a little more difficult to get to. Um, For you, what was the coolest experience? Is there one that that stands out above the rest Ooh, I, uh, of all of our travel shows yeah. i mean i would say oh that man great question uh hard question for this early guys uh but i would say um overall just meeting people and and i think the, the realization that oh this is such a cheesy answer are you ready I, I think the best part about these travel shows and going all over the world is meeting all the people and realizing that we're kind of all the same yeah it doesn't really matter where we go everyone still laughs at the same things and everyone is you know by and large kind and there's a general commonality uh, there there's certainly really uh, other other aspects but i mean it, it is cool when you go to other countries and you travel um you know now you've been to more far flung places where you're 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 think okay maybe here's where i encounter that <laughs> that break with what i'm comfortable yeah, yeah. with but but even still it's it's funny when you hear when you you know when you hear st- stories the classic stories like you know Chuck Norris you know encounters some remote Amazonian tribe and they know Walker Texas Ranger sure. you know, it's mm-hmm. it, these things are weird but they do happen they do happen yeah and, and the world has become obviously much smaller with the internet and all these things but um but yeah, it's great. The world's a big, beautiful place. Love sh- life, and it'll love you back. You know? Conan Con- will take something on the news and um, and make a positive out of it. I mean, yeah. th- you know, there was a lot of interesting blowback against um, Mexico and against Greenland, and they were in the news for specific reasons. But then you, it ends up being a, a travel experience for the the viewer, for you guys, right. while you're there, and you realize, yes, it, it, there is much more that unites us than divides us. And you go to these places and point out the people, the the, the what these places have to offer up, yeah. and it, it makes you want to go. And I hope it inspires people to to really get out there and see things for themselves i mean that's the other thing about you know social media and all these things is you know when you're looking at a photo you're taking someone else's <laughs> oh there we go great photo There's a picture of conan freaking out behind you and <laughs> that some was in japan, of, in japan. Was... now japan is on my bucket list oh it's great can you write you you can recommend it, it was yes lovely yeah absolutely and i would say actually it's so funny so this was we landed at the wrong airport we were supposed to <gasps> we were in japan we went uh Part of the conceit for going was Conan started a fake feud with uh, the mayor of this town. (laughs) And so we were going to go to this town. He often does stuff like that. He does, yes, yes. Uh, And so we're going to go to this town. And so we had flown uh, from Tokyo, but we landed. There were two airports, and we landed in the wrong one. So all these people were supposed to meet us at the airport. Oh, my God. And we were at the wrong airport. And so then we had to figure out what to do. And so we were driving uh, frantically across uh, <laughs> that when that photo was taken <laughs> to get uh, to the crowd that was waiting for you. Right how how, exa- how far apart were these airports? Great question. I'm, I mean, it was like we were in the car for a while, <laughs> like uh, an hour at least. Oh I mean, God. long enough where we just ran out of things to say. <laughs> where was the one place where, or did you have you had the uh, occurrence where you were in a place and you thought, oh, this just got real? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, that happens every so often. That happened uh, when we were in Israel. Uh, we were in the West Bank. Okay. That happened uh, in Mexico City. What happened in Israel? Was there was there incoming when you were there? Or? No, 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 no. It, it was uh, there were there were people who you know just had 
uh, you know, uh, disagreements about how things are being run. And, yeah. And but I think what's great about Conan is he's obviously a, a host, a TV host, but he's incredibly intelligent. Right. And, and so he, you know, he, he spoke to them and and really wanted to hear their side of things. And we got on got it on camera, and, and it was in the show, and it became a really great moment. And, yeah. You know, we were. In in um oh gosh where were we now oh they I, I we ran into um some refugees some Syrian refugees and I believe I want to say it was Germany I'm not sure if that's correct but uh, and that again was amazing and a great experience and 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 that I think is what sets these Conan Without Borders shows apart I mean you really they're funny um, and you learn something but there really is some good protein in there in right. terms of talking to people. Um, yeah, who who have different views. Were you with him in the Golan Heights in Israel? I was. And and so you're looking down into um Lebanon and and seeing places where that had recently been shelled where there was active war mm-hmm. um uh, and where you were there wasn't but uh you're looking down at, at And there there had been I, I think that our 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 person uh told us there had been shelling where we were standing like a week before, two weeks before. And what what's an experience like that like? It's intense. I you mean, move I, to the left. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean that's intense. Uh, and but again, those are the moments that really uh, that I really treasure and value. And um, yeah, I mean it's uh, again, it's it's one of those things where m- one of my jobs on that trip, on these trips, is to document things, is to shoot behind the scenes stuff, and, and to kind of keep an eye, live stream, and yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. I, an overall view while everyone is getting distracted. You have to make sure what you have to make sure content's being yeah, generated. Yeah, well, yeah, I got to make sure. Right, I'm doing my job, but and so it, that's a, it, it's it's an interesting trick and a, kind of a hard trick to kind of be able to document what's going on, but also to take a moment. And be like, I'm here. This right. is happening. Yeah, this is not a dream. This is not Inception, or is it all Inception? <laughs> it's all VR, guys. Uh, but but you know, and, and have that kind of feeling of like appreciate where we're at. So to talk about uh, you, you are responsible for the Clueless Gamer yes. uh, segment, yes, which a true. lot of people are familiar with. It's right. ended up as a, a lot of viral videos, a you little are, less serious than the travel shows. Yes. Right? <laughs> but, you, you are yeah. you are yourself a uh, an active avid gamer. I am. It, yeah. It's so funny because like the Clueless Gamer thing came about in such like one of these one of these you know, silly ways, which is I was just trying to think of bits, uh, trying to write some stuff and just thinking like, man, Conan's so smart and I'm so dumb. Like, what could Conan be dumb at that I'd be smart at? (laughs) Wait a second. (laughs) He spent his whole life being smart and reading books. I've spent my life playing video games. Let's flip it. And so, and again, to Conan's credit, you know, he, he's like, let's try it. I don't know. And he, it's been good. He, so to explain it, he sits there and, and tries to play games a lot of times with other celebrities. Yeah. So Clueless Gamer, if you haven't seen it, uh, please watch. It's great. It's a segment on our show where uh, Conan sits down either with myself or a celebrity and tries to play a video game, <laughs> and he's terrible. <laughs> has he got? Oh, has he so gotten better? Bad. Has he gotten? Has, to Casey's point, it seems that he has gotten a little better. I've always argued this point to anyone who, yes. Preston is a gamer as well. Casey plays as well. Uh, Nick, I don't know if you, nope. if you do with it. So, so <laughs> nope. at, at, a ba- no. at a basic level, uh, if you learn the X and Y axis on the controller and just get good at that and make that sort of secondary, you can pretty much tackle any game. That's a big if, and yeah. he hasn't done it yet. He hasn't uh, done it yet. Um, <laughs> people are amazing. Like, it's so funny. Like, game people for, who make game developers and stuff will come in, and they won't believe me when I say he's terrible. And he, they just want... 
I'll come in, and then it'll take, you know, exactly, right, here we go. Yes, this is God of War with Bill Hader. Which, by the way, is sensational. The last we're God watching of War a video was, uh, for the greatest game. For those don't understand what we're commenting on, we're watching a video in the studio. That's right. right. We're watching uh, The Clueless Gamer with Bill Hader and Conan playing uh, mm-hmm. the most recent God of War. Bill Hader, by the way, best person in the world. Yeah. Great guy. I love that guy. Uh, so great. Barry, okay. Barry's great. He's great. Um, Barry is the show, not a person. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so uh, he, but but yeah, Conan's terrible, and yeah. there, there's a and uh, but it makes it fun, and I I think uh, you know I kind of spoke about this uh, at the Innovation Festival yesterday a little bit, but you know, Clueless Gamer it has I think what's so great and what people love about it is the fact that it 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 rides that perfect middle line that you're always trying to hit in comedy where it's it, it touches everybody. Yeah, so yeah. People who hate video games or people who don't know them or understand them. They appreciate what Conan says when he's like, I can't get past this chair. Why can't I get past this chair? But then people who love video games, like myself, love to see him and celebrities play games that they love. So it's kind of right in the middle of that Venn diagram. Who's the best gamer that you've had celebrity-wise who will come in and just tore it up? Gamer. I'll tell you something. Tom Brady really? came in. you got to be kidding. Well, no. Well, here's what I'm going to say, which is came in and uh, was not – Great. He played uh, against Conan uh, three rounds, I think. First round, Conan beat him. What game? Uh, it was... Was it Madden? For, uh, no, it was uh, For Honor. It was okay. like a samurai game. And But he immediately... He paid attention. He adjusted and didn't lose a single match since. And I... That blew me away. <laughs> that's an athlete. Like, that's him. an athlete, yeah. 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 And... Um, but I mean, the best game, I don't know, Kumail Nanjiani, who's uh, awesome and, and a good friend. Yeah. He's uh, just a, a gamer. He used to have a podcast called The Indoor Kids uh, with his wife, Emily Gordon. Uh, he's a great gamer. And he is in the game we played, which was um, uh, this Mordor game, Shadow of Mordor. They're building a $50 million I arena heard. esports. Here yeah. 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 Do you, what, what is the opinion of everyone in the room about esports? I don't get it. We're, we're, nope. we're trying. We're trying to figure that out. And I know. I know. Listen. I. I it, there's clearly something there, and there's clearly invest. They, they've done their due diligence, and they re, they believe that there's there's a, something to be had there. And yeah. to to me though, and I think Nick Murphy, who has his own um, uh, our, our video guy, who has his own YouTube presence with uh, you know kind of what you do, yeah. and uh, with what Conan does, same sort of thing. The beauty of video gaming has always been that you. This is something you could do. You could do on your couch, right? And right. you could play around the world with other people, and, and there you go. So for people to wrap their minds around, there is a whole culture that really enjoys going to an arena to watch gamers. Right. Basically, so I, I say it's almost like watching a movie in real time being with the script being written as it's as they're playing. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, My son sure. watches people play video games, yes. and I, I've told these guys before, it. Like I, I feel rage. I, I, I how much <laughs> don't get it when I feeling. hear yeah. that mm-hmm. guy's voice that he watches. <laughs> it drives me up a wall. And I'll say, Jace, you know, uh, time to brush your teeth. Jace, try, time to brush. Oh my god! Like it's worse than if he was like if he was playing with something and he wasn't listening to me. Fine, but like the fact that it's in this video game, I really have to learn how because he loves it and it's sure. not going to go away. Clearly, with things like this happening now, he's going to get more and more into it as yeah. he gets older. She's so- hoping that someday narcotics will take yeah. over. Oh, so, no, God, no, please, no, yeah. no. no. And the Just thing try is, these pills. Our, our kids will <laughs> my Kathy impression. <laughs> my son is twelve and he's now emulating these people that he watches sure. on on like you know, Ninja. So, yeah, yep. so so he feels the need to uh, to do a running commentary or scream or yell as he's playing these wow. games, and and I'm in another room and I'm like, shut up! <laughs> now uh, I'm a little bit more open to the idea of esports. Um, I'm a sports fan, right? Yeah. But so what I 
the thing is, right, so I, I was watching the Steelers play a couple of weeks ago, and I thought Mason Rudolph was killed in a play. He was sacked from behind and in the front. He was knocked out. He was out cold before he even hit the ground. And I was Whoa. like, holy crap, he might actually be dead. And I don't like that. So in eSports, you can literally kill people. And it's not <laughs> like uh, you, don't, you, you don't have that feeling of, of uh, uh, that sick feeling you get when you're watching an actual sporting event and let's say like a, uh, a hockey player gets you know sliced open by a skate or or a you know football player gets knocked out cold right. i don't like that aspect of sports so so maybe with with esports like okay I'm totally cool with watching somebody get their head cut. Well, to that point, I've always said game, game, there, there are games like the, you know, the, um, the, uh, the Grand Theft Auto series. Yeah. So, so in, in the, uh, when they make you go eat and buy clothing, I do that in real life. <laughs> I, 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 I don't need, wow, imagine if I purchased yeah. clothing. Right. What would that be like? So that's always a detraction. But to, for me, you know, I, I like a game that transports. Preston and I have talked about that, 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 you're, you're four or five hours into it. Oh, my God, this time has left. Like, God of sure. War transported me. That that's the, right. that first one. I remember when the first game wrapped up and you found out how why Kratos was gray. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> uh, and, and it's just an amazing thing. What's, so, go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry to jump in because you asked us what our opinion was on, on uh, eSports. Yeah. What about you? I love it. I, I think that um, I am excited to see where games go. You know, I, I kind of think like gaming now is where movies were in the 30s. I think we're just starting <laughs> to see the potential, which is great. Um, Do you like the, the, the extraction? A lot of games are extracting the campaign modes from their games. I don't like yeah, that. I'm a campaign guy. I, I think, yeah, I'm a campaign guy. I, I like games, uh, me personally, for the storytelling um, and kind of for the, oh, this is, again, I sound like such a douche. It gets you, it practices. I like games because of the art, uh, but but it's true. <laughs> I, I I like them as an art form, and I think that they're uh, we're starting to see some really great stuff come out of video games. It's it, it's it's interesting to hear you guys talk about uh, uh, like feeling rage about uh, kids <laughs> yeah. watching games because it, it it's in that way it's no different than a sport. It's no different than watching basketball. Yeah, um, and you know like going on Twitch, you know, which is a, a streaming service, uh, a streaming platform. You you. Watching other people stream games, it, it, that's that's interesting to me. I, you know, I think uh, games are beautiful because they're a proactive form of entertainment. So you can tell a story, like for God of War, for instance, the new one. You know, there's a great uh, father son dynamic in that game. It's awesome. That's as that's as good or better than any movie I've seen, and because it's emotionally visceral, because you are Kratos, you're playing that character. So you have an emotional connection. To Preston and I talked to Twilight. If you played Twilight Princess. Oh yeah, <laughs> you you will cry. Oh yeah, yeah. it's emotional. Oh, it's, an, sure. it's an emotional yeah. game. Yeah. What's your favorite game of all time? Oh, I, I know it's a tough it. question. Oh, boy, oh brother, Donkey Kong, right? Oh, bro. <laughs> yeah. DK yeah. all day. DK. Um, no, I, that's that's a really good question. Uh, my favorite game of all time. Jeez, oh, I mean, I'll tell you one of my favorite games that people haven't heard of. Well, my favorite game probably the last few years is this game Inside. Have you okay, heard of Inside, where you're a kid. Oh, and, and you're, you're escaping a factory. You're escaping a factory. It was it's it's a it's a scroller. It's I was telling scroller. these guys about it. It's Fantastic. it's an amazing game. And and it's and anybody listening, it's great. Don't read about it. Just go buy it. It's cheap. It's fun. Uh, you, you can download it. I played it on the Xbox. Awesome. And, yeah. and and it's really fun. It's unlike it's really anything scary. you play. Yeah, the art is beautiful and and the physics are sensational and the the world building is great like uh and again i love the and i love anything like a tv show movie you know star wars is great because it built a whole world in yeah. in, in you know three movies you know in the early 80s and then they ruined it and now they're bringing <laughs> it to, uh but uh come on jj don't disappoint us um 
But uh, but yeah, so I love world building, and, and Inside does that. The, uh, the Witness is great. Uh, that's a game. It's a problem solving game. It's really fun, beautiful, and it is a game. It's a thing. It's it's the kind of video game that is could only be a video game. It could yeah. be a movie. Because it gives you the feeling, uh, you get these little epiphanies throughout the game because you're you're figuring these puzzles out and you're learning basically a new language that it's teaching you. How's I like that? that. Uh, no, it's How's cool. That? Honestly, why video like game puzzles? Great. <laughs> uh, but I think one thing that people haven't really figured out is, and they're starting to, is you know, video games are obviously here to stay. But I, I'm interested in. And the long way around to the answer to your question is I love esports because it shows that video games can be sports. It can be art. They can be storytelling. They can be tutorials. They can teach people how to do surgery. But if you're going to be a surgeon, don't learn just from a video game. Uh But it can teach you all these things. And so it kind of it's kind of water that comes in through the floorboards and is kind of becoming a part of every aspect of our lives in a very cool way. My mom plays Toon Blast on her phone. She loves it. <laughs> yeah. And I play God of War on the PS4. We're both gamers. That's mm. great. Yeah. Um, it's so true. It's fun. I do I do a, a little live stream show called Dinner in a Video Game where I make dinner terribly and then play a video game. And that's what's – that's – I like that because it's using video games – like uh, another aspect of life. It's not just, let's play a game and watch it. No, let's use video games as a tool to do something else, which is cool. Is that That's very eat? cool. I do get yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. eat and play at the same time? Yes, but very... I'm, all my controllers are covered in, like, flour. <laughs> <They gotta> be, <laughs> yeah, it's so gross. It's Listen, so gross. Unfortunately, we gotta we got to wrap up, but uh, any other buddies you need to hang out and drink with tonight before oh, you get God, out of town? Oh, God, I'm going back to L.A., the hellscape that's L.A. tonight. <laughs> I wish I could stay in Philly. I love it here. It's I great, like, yeah. I, I was driving here to the studio, and it's just like, ah, the river, water, green <laughs> greenery, clouds, <laughs> nice people, oh, yeah. people obeying traffic laws. Yeah. Well, yeah. not it's yeah. like, always, yeah, but some It's like some... Mad Max Fury Road in L.A. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, my commute is like Furiosa trying to get away. Well, then come back and spend some time here. Absolutely. All right, man. Love to. It was really nice to meet you. Yes, thank give, you for having give me. Give Conan our best. I yes. will. And hopefully we'll talk to you in the near future. A hundred percent. Yeah, keep cool. us apprised of what you're doing, especially all the video game stuff. We'll, Absolutely. Uh, we'll keep this going. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Aaron Blair, let's yeah! hear it guys. Senior producer with Conan. We are going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. We have uh, actor John Capellas on in just yeah. a moment, so stay with us. 93.3 WMMR proudly supports the inaugural Market Street Run for Blue, presented by Wawa. Sunday, October 27th, the event benefits the Philadelphia Police Foundation with a run through historic Old City to 30th Street Station and back for a post-run festival at Penn's Landing, featuring food and beverages courtesy of Wawa, awards for top finishers in multiple age groups, and fun for the whole family. Click events at WMMR.com for all the details and to get signed up. Sunday, October 27th. It's the Market Street Run for Blue. Presented by Wawa. 93.3 WMMR is putting Philly first. I've always wanted to talk to this guy. Yeah, absolutely. This, I agree. His uh, his list of credits are lengthy and uh, impressive and cool and a couple of iconic roles in these, of which I will have to name because he's got an album out and does a cover of uh, Don't You Forget About Me. Which is very Of course, is the theme from uh, Breakfast Club, and he played Carl the Janitor in that movie. Very cool thing about that. The very, very beginning of the movie, when they're doing the credits, they show different, you know, lockers, you know, hallways, stuff like that. They show a quick picture of him, and he was the uh, man of the year 
as a senior when he was yeah. at that high school, and then they show him as the janitor later on. It's just yeah. kind of an interesting little thing. But he's been in a ton of uh, of John Hughes movies. I'm going to shut up now, uh-huh. and I'm going to welcome uh, to our program Mr. John uh, Capellos to the yeah. program. Hey, John. Hello. Hello. Good, good morning, sir. Thanks for coming on. Listen. Good morning. I've always wanted to talk to you. And I'm, I'm a huge John Hughes fan. Listen, we'll, we'll go into you know more current things that you're being because Umbrella Academy is coming up, and I know you're going to be in the second season, which I absolutely am dying to see. Uh, but uh, you know, do do you get do you get the Carl the janitor thing a bit because it was such a cool character? Yeah, I get it um, almost daily. I mean, you know, uh, it depends how I look. If I sort of look. Uh, <laughs> Like nineteen whatever eighty something, mm-hmm. yeah. People go, oh yeah, you are or were Carl the janitor. But you know, I'm I love it. I'm proud of it. I I, cool. I dig the movie. I think it's great. Um, you know, how, how could you not? Yeah, <laughs> it's so pivotal for and, so many people. I you know the the, the Goldbergs did a a full tribute to it, and I think your your character has such an emotional I think core of the movie. And and I don't know if this is true or not. I've been wanting to ask you. The sequence where you're, you're sitting there talking to uh, Vernon, uh, Paul Gleason, the actor, uh, the assistant principal, and you say the line yeah. about wanting to grow up to be John Lennon. Was that something you improvised? Absolutely. Um, when John and I, Hughes, and I were working out the scene, there was this beat in the movie where, beat in the scene where he said, listen, um, I think it was written some with some, some other person, but he said, uh, what did you want to be when you were a kid? And I said, well, when I was a kid, I wanted to be John Lennon. He said, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, use that, use nice. that. And, and that's how that fit in, and which is the absolute truth. I mean, after school every day, we'd go out and grab tennis rackets and play Beatles. Beatles <laughs> but it, it, ju- it just mm-hmm. resonates, that line. It just hits you because it's... You know, it's 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 that kind of thing, and you're you're he, you know you're staring across at him, and he's kind of the the cynic, and you you're still remembering what it was like to be a kid, and yeah. and you're pointing out. I think that's why this movie Preston cites it as as you know the, a pivotal movie for oh. him and for so many because it, it it got kids, and John Hughes got kids and got teenagers. Yeah, well, the thing about John is, and like if you remember back to that time. In the 80s, I mean, a lot of movies up until that point, except with, let's say, Rebel Without a Cause in the 50s, sort of talked down to teens and were written by adults and were kind of preachy and, and uncool. And John just knew how to sort of unlock the door of the teens' language, and he spoke to teens, and the adults in his movies were kind of like the adults in a Charlie Brown cartoon. Yeah. Sort of wah-wah-wah, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kind, of, kind of goofy and non, uh, inconsequential. And, 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 like, John really had a touch and the thing is, you know, I, I think about it, I talk about it, and, and, and the film is really, I think, about identity. You know, um, everybody's sort of looking to separate themselves from their parents and, and figure out how they fit into the various cliques in school. And, and, and that's what it's about, and that's why it resonates to, to this day. Like, I have friends who will have a kid who's a nerdy 10- or 11-year-old, and then four years later, I get a call up. My son or daughter wants to speak to you, John, and I okay. <laughs> so I just saw this movie that you were in. It's really cool, and, you know. You know, and, and all of a sudden, you get that they're kind of in the same sort of maelstrom of of uh, trying to figure it out. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it, it definitely it, it it's uh, it, for a lot of people. It was cool to know there were other kids like them, other teens like them, and that's that's something that John Hughes sort of gave to the world. Yeah, and and John. Um, you know, sadly, he's not here, but he really, really, he really just knew how to, 
I mean, with with Anthony Michael Hall and with Molly, he had these sort of muses that he worked through. Yeah. And they totally got him. I mean, watching him and Anthony Michael Hall work was at times absolutely strange. I mean, I started on 16 Candles, and just watching how Farmer Ted was basically John's <laughs> John's guy, you know. Yeah. I mean, they would finish each other, each other's sentences. They'd, you know, it was bizarre in a, in a way because, you know, uh, Anthony Michael Hall was like a, this little mini John Hughes. And he was so smart, and still is, obviously, but, I mean, he was such a mouthpiece for John. Huh. And, and, and John, um, you know, John sort of navigated well with teenagers. I don't know how well he did with adults. Obviously, he did very well in terms of his career, but right. he was kind of uh, locked into being 14 in his head, you know. Hey. And, and, and um, the movies still work in a lot of ways. Oh, yeah. I don't... I don't know of anybody that really sort of has that gift at the moment, frankly. Yeah. John, by the way, speaking of uh, 16 Candles, uh, you, played, you played a pretty slimy character in that, the oily bohunk. And you, well, you played... that's debatable. I, th- I didn't play... I thought he was pretty cool. <laughs> uh, well, I, I was going to see... you shot, we'll fit, you know? I've, I've seen <laughs> you play kind of slimy... Right about now. I, oh, very <laughs> good. That's one of the classic lines. But I, I like your laugh in that, that that uh, machine gun laugh that you do, uh, which I don't know well, if that's your natural laugh or not, but... It, it is. It, it is. It certainly was at that time. I mean, my okay. family used to ridicule me for my laugh, and I said, <laughs> well, you know... I'm taking that one to the bank. You know? <laughs> I'll tell you something. The physical comedy you do with uh, with uh, Blanche uh, Baker, I believe is her name, who is, uh, you know, as right. you, as she's... Just, just high on uh, on uh, painkillers, or oh, you know, yeah, and right. and you're dragging her down the steps, and you two are. It, I don't know if you were improving or choreographed that, but it's just it's just hilarious as she's jumping up trying to bite the rice as they're throwing at oh, her. Oh my god! Uh, what well, was that? a lot of that? A lot of that sort of sprung out of this, you know, just doing it. We did not rehearse that. Like you know, there was no day before we got together and, and choreographed it. it. It sort of came out of uh, the blue, and you know, it worked. I was working at Second City at the time, so I was pretty you know drenched in comedy. And uh, Blanche just had this natural gift. You know, her mother it was a very famous actor in the fifties and sixties named Carol Baker. I, I love Carol Baker. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, she was in like Elia Kazan's Baby Doll. She was a real sex bomb. Hmm. Blanche really. <laughs> That was a hard gig for her that day, playing that sort of, you know, it was not easy. In a church full of people, particularly all those old character actors, that were <laughs> sort of watching her and seeing how well she was going to do. And uh, Brian, Brian Doyle Murray, Bill Murray's brother, was the guy who married me that, yeah. in the church. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and uh, we actually had Jim and John Belushi's mother was an extra oh, in that scene. I did not know that. She's coming up the aisle, and then she sort of falls over. There's a lady with a big hat and a red top. Yeah. Oh, was, yeah. Uh, Mrs. Mrs. Belushi. No uh, way. That's hilarious. I firmly remember that. Wow. Well, listen. What? what, A lot of extra work at that time, so that was kind of cool. What about what about singing? Because you've got this album out, Too Hip for the Room. Has singing always been a part of your uh, of your life in the world of arts? Yeah. You know, I took piano when I was a kid, and when I was a teenager, there was a fork in the road, and I decided to become an actor as opposed to a musician, and probably the better choice. And then when I uh, when I, you know, like about 10, 15 years ago, actually longer, I, I did a, an, uh, an album in the, in the 1990s, and I just really wanted to do a jazz album and with sort of uh, my own twist on it. And I find, like, a lot of jazzers uh, take themselves very seriously, and I kind of wanted tunes that were kind of lighter. And then we decided to cover Don't You Forget About Me, which has been very, very popular, and people are digging it. And 
and it was a, sort of a natural for me. I love the, you know, the Simple Minds version. I remember Jim Kerr oh. saying to me when it came out that he hated recording it. Yeah, yeah, we <laughs> had him in yeah, here. Billy Idol was supposed to do it, and David Bowie was asked to do it, and I also, oh, Brian Ferry, and they all passed on it, and yeah. eventually Simple Minds were the ones that did it. We, we so, had him, uh, uh, we had Jim by the studio <clears throat> earlier this year, and he was a wonderful guy, great interview, and yeah, he talked in depth about how they almost m- didn't make that happen. They certainly had their own hits, but that was just an anthem for them, you know? Yeah, and, and it, again, it came out of the blue, you know, for them, because they were doing their own thing. But i got to say, um, John, also, if you think about it, really revolutionized the soundtrack of movies, because up until that point, they were using sort of sound-alike songs in movies. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when I was a kid in the 60s, you know, if there was a rock song, they'd have some really crummy rock band cover it or something. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. And it wasn't, uh, oh, hold on, my tea is going on in the background. <laughs> I'm Get that tea. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I'm working on a play today, so i got to keep my voice in shape. So. Yeah, I got you. I, got you. <laughs> uh, I want to ask about the Umbrella Academy yeah. real quick. And uh, that's coming up. I really love the first season, so I'm, I'm ready for this in January. Are you going to be a, uh, a minor character, a main character in this? I'm going to be, um, i got to tippy-toe around this because okay. I play, I'm in about six or seven episodes. I cannot talk about the character I play because it'll give away the time frame. Uh, okay. I've, been, I've, I've signed an NDA with Universal Content and mm. NBC, not to say anything about this, but I will just give you a hint that he's a late 20th century guy who's involved in sort of an epicenter of a major um, controversy in American history. Okay. And uh, it's a pretty groovy part. Uh, I, I, you know, it's really a challenging, good part for me. I get to work with some wonderful cast members like Tom Potter, who is in Game of Thrones, and, and a lot of really cool people. And I wish I could say more about it, but you know, you got to tune in in January. <laughs> and I will, <laughs> I absolutely will. That's nice, man. Like that. Um, and then I was also doing this uh, movie for for uh, Hallmark called Crossword Mysteries. And we're doing the uh, the second episode is airing this coming weekend on Hallmark Mysteries, uh, Movies and Mystery Channel. I'm a sucker for that Hallmark stuff. I, I can't help it. All, all the holiday stuff. And, they, they, they you know, they, they get you every time and you're like, I'm not going to watch this. And you watch the freaking thing. It's just it's 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 a winning formula. You'd be surprised the people that come up to me and say they watch this thing, <laughs> truck drivers and construction workers, the guys that you think would never watch Hallmark. Well, my girlfriend got me watching it, and all of a sudden, you know, I find myself coming home and curling up with a, you know, a little coffee. It's true. It's true. I mean, I, I watch the most vicious horror movies and action movies and the John Woo stuff, and I sit there when the Hallmark channel comes on and says, all right, I'll check this out. And uh, it, yeah, it, it, no, they they figured something out there, right? Yeah, so, no, it's it, 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 it's a winning formula. So, and you've been a part of so much of of uh, of. I mean, as Preston said, you get recognized a lot from that. But is is there? I mean, you've done so much, so many things. Is there something second to uh, say uh, to uh, to uh, um, the Breakfast Club that you get recognized for when you are recognized? I get a lot. I get a lot of stuff for Seinfeld. I played Barry Prophet, as sniffing accountant. And, <laughs> yes. Uh, they thought like he was doing drugs, and then he was allergic to a sweater, and then they find out he's probably doing drugs, and uh, <laughs> that one. And also, uh, there are other films like uh, Mike Figgis's Internal Affairs uh, is a big one. And, Great movie. Uh, like I've done, I've done a lot of films. So, um, and I was in The Shape of Water. If you blink, you miss me, but I'm in that. No, People yeah, love that movie. How did and, you? How uh, did you end up being uncredited in Tootsie? Oh God! <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, I, I, uh, it was, 
it was one of those things where I was just starting out, and I went to New York to, and they gave me a bunch of lines to do in the movie. And between Dustin and Billy, they started giving them out to other people, primarily girls. And um, eventually, I sort of lost most of the lines I was supposed to say. And at the end of the day, I went back to Chicago, and when they went to uh, release the movie, they didn't put my name in the credits, which was really surprising to me. And I was a neophyte, you know, it was my first film experience. So I phoned up the Screen Actors Guild and made a protest, and I get residuals to this day. But the same thing happened in Legally Blonde. I did a part in Legally Blonde where, you know, they take the doggy away from me. Yeah. Uh, And and, uh, for some weird snafu, I'm not in the credits of that. And uh, <laughs> huh. well, well, you're it's right. one of those things like it's it, it, the first the, for Tootsie was basically because I was underrepresented. I didn't have somebody, you know, like an agent or a manager, manager saying, "Hey, listen, this, this guy is in the movie." And the, the second one was just totally a major snafu by the producers, and they were you know, uber it, apologetic. But by that point, it was too you know it was over. <laughs> yeah, at least you're getting paid for it. Uh, when I was in the high school play Camelot in high school, they had a big uh, you know the, the T-shirt. Every every cast member got a T-shirt, and it had the whole cast listing on the back. And I was left off of that T-shirt. Oh. So not only did I well, not get good, paid. Man. You played a great horse. <laughs> I, said, <laughs> I was a you man were... of Camelot. Uh. <laughs> oh, my God. That hurt. I was, the curtain, I was the curtain puller for my school play. So, and you know, everybody reminds me of that, all my high school friends. Hey, you pulled curtains for us in the school play. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've been in so much. I mean, she goes with a list of stuff. Nothing in common with Jackie Gleason and Tom Hanks. The Boost, which is a oh, movie. I love that movie. Yeah, I, 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 uh, Internal Affairs, you said. I, Roxanne. There's, there's a horror movie that you're in that I l- really like called The Relic with Tom Sizemore. Um, and, and just these, these, and there's a whole, you're, we were going through it because last week we had the uh, the guy who played the gimp from uh, Pulp Fiction on. And yeah. I said, you know, I, I did, the, but you're, you are insinuated in so many great movies. And as a classic character actor, I mean, it's, you know, it, it's, it's. To me, I always thought that would be the way to, to, you know, if you become an actor, to become a character actor that can be inserted into so many movies. And you are basically that. It's got to be, you got to look back and say, hey, damn it, I did it. Yeah, and I got to say, I mean, I that movie is uh, was an experience with Mr. Sizemore, um, <laughs> who is, you know, um, no longer acting as much as he probably uh, could have. Yeah. But that's another story. Um, I, I, you know, I, I'm currently in a movie on Netflix called Love Shot, which is a little indie that I was an executive producer on. It's really a cool movie, and and uh, people should check that one out. Okay. But, you know, when when I was a kid, I used to come home from school and watch the afternoon movie with my mother, and she would always point out these wonderful character actors, like you know, uh, from the '40s and '50s, and she was a big movie person. And I just fell in love with those guys. Yeah. And when I still see movies to these days, you know, it's like Alan Hale Sr., you know, uh, Alan Hale Jr. from Gilligan's Island's father was in, like, Robin Hood and, like, a hundred other movies. And all these really great character actors. And for me, they gave the movies a real sense of, I don't know, reality and fun. And, and they, they did. So and they always that. worked. They always worked. Always worked and always gave, you know, great performances. Like, you know, Walter Brennan, every time I see him... So it's kind of like I grew up with that in my head. And when I became an actor, you know, in the late 70s, early 80s, you know, I looked around. There were a lot of these really handsome guys that do the, the leading man parts, which is fine. You know, we need them. But it's, it, for me, it wasn't as interesting as doing the other stuff. And I love playing guys that are sort of more, um, like, let's say, have problems. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Or, or, or have for, issues. 
For every leading man, you need an oily bohunk. So there yeah. you go. Yeah. Exactly. You know. So uh, you know, my mother used to say, "Why don't you get to kiss the girl?" I go, "Ma, in the movies, I get to kill the girl." That's what. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Very interesting. All right, listen, John. We got a break, but we're gonna we're gonna play uh, some clips of your uh, your songs uh, from Two Hip for the Room, which is out on October twenty third. I can't wait to hear the one called "I Wish I Was Married to Your Wife." <laughs> so there's some interesting titles, but uh, listen, it's thank. Now on Spotify, you and iTunes and all that stuff. Okay, all right. October twenty third of last year, so we'll send people uh, in that direction. Thanks, John, Please and uh, we'll see you in the Umbrella oh, Academy and everything else. I appreciate it. Thanks. Yep, John Capello. Yes, guys. All right, here's uh, here's him doing his cover of uh, "Don't You Forget About Me." Given everything inside and out, he went with a loungy. Yeah, yeah. Feel in the dark. Think of the tender thing that we were. Working on slow chains may pull us apart when the light gets into your heart, baby. Don't you forget about me? Don't, don't, don't. All right, and then I want to hear I wish I was married to your wife. I had your job next to you. I'm an old shoe. And I feel like a slob. Oh, I have a house. I have a wife. But they have no appeal. My life seems so distant and in such disarray. And yours seems so perfect and real. He's a jazzy dude. Yeah, he, he said, you know, that it reminded me a little bit of uh, Richard Cheese. Remember? Yeah, yeah, I remember Richard Cheese. Lounge Against the Machine. <laughs> That's the name of his yeah, album, yeah. if you remember that. Wow. Uh, that's cool, man. I like I like him a lot. I've, I've always enjoyed seeing him pop up in a movie. Oh, there he is. You know? Yeah. So. Wait, I, the, when you get these people on, and obviously if he had a bed in studio, maybe one day we'll get him because he has, I mean, his list of films, one right after another. It goes and, on and on. Yeah. And you always check, shows. okay, so what, what, you know, what tier was... You know, you look for his cast listing, and he's always in the top ten. He's always somebody whose figure is fairly prominently in the movie. It's yeah. it's kind of cool. Yep. Speaking of movies, I did see this story I thought was kind of interesting. Um, in the film Casino Royale. Yes, the Bond film. The Bond film. The the, the remake. The new the newer, yes. the 2006 adaptation, I guess I should say. Uh, the super yacht that is in that movie, the 108-foot Sunseeker, yes. is now available for charter if you would like Ooh. to hire that boat for a little bit. Okay. Uh, it is uh, The company that's doing it is called Camper and Nicholson's. And uh, what do you think that'd run you for about a week? Okay, knowing that Kylie Jenner uh, <laughs> did one for her birthday that was similar, I'm going to say a million? Oh no 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 no! Just for a week to rent it, because she had oh man, hers was like like at a gym on board and all that stuff. Yeah, oh, this one is seventy two thousand dollars. Okay, Ooh, that's, 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 that's a steal. What a steal! I mean, I mean, you you save so much, you save over nine hundred thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Well, let, hang on, let's talk about this for a second. How how many people can sleep on this thing? Uh, eight. Three. Oh, eight? And yep. Mm-hmm. Never mind. <laughs> sleep eight. Yeah, listen, when they say sleep eight, I mean, you, you could probably fit more people in it. Yeah. But, but I was thinking, yeah, 72 people. We all kick in a grand each. Well, I wasn't thinking 72 no people. But, I, I mean, 
All right. So uh, you got to do a little bit of math. Maybe not 72 people. Uh, maybe 32 people. Maybe 32 people. And, you know, a couple, couple of grand, grand. each. Mm-hmm. And does that You got to tip the staff and everything. You yeah. Know, I would imagine. Dude, I didn't know that you had to, like, so suppose you go, like, I, I did that uh, Grand Canyon expedition thing. Yes. I went on a, on a boat and right. we had, uh, you know, uh, a ship captain and, and all that sort of stuff. You had a you, ship? You took a ship down well, the river? Well, not a ship, but on uh, a boat captain. Um <laughs> So you had these these river guides. Let's call them river guides. Okay. Um, uh, I didn't know that you were supposed to tip them at, at the end of the week. Oh, yes. Thank, Always. Thank God yeah. that I had money. Because I'm in the middle of the Grand Canyon. Why you would get I a have, dollar and you get a dollar. Why would I have $300 on me, which is kind of like what you're supposed to tip, like 10% yeah. of the trip or whatever. When I did the mountain climb in Africa, we, we had to. And, and those guys made their money on tips. And it was we were told ahead of time, yeah. bring cash. Bring it in U.S. dollars and make sure you tip them at the end. And yeah, it was $200 for the head guide. They should tell you stuff like that yep. ahead of time. They should tell you. And, and thank God. So there's Here's a, a copy of Scorpion King 3. <laughs> you're going to want to hang on to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, there was a place uh, somewhere down the, the river called Phantom Ranch. And for some reason, I was under the uh, impression that there was going to be like some sort of shop where if I needed some supplies, I'd be able to buy them at Phantom Ranch. You can't. So that's the only reason I had money on me. Thank God, because I, I would have felt like such an idiot yeah. being the only person on the boat not tipping these guys. Yeah, no, I know. And sometimes it's like, oh, mm-hmm. wow, okay, I guess I have to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm, $5. <laughs> Maybe I'll go to the movies <laughs> by myself. <laughs> uh, the luxury cruiser, which takes the same name as the movie, so it's called the Casino Royale. Ah, very nice. Uh, made an on-screen splash as the hideout of the super villain Le Chiffre, uh played by Mads Mikkelsen. Isn't that, is that how you say Mads Mickelson, yes. No, yeah. I mean Lashif, is that? Lashif, yeah. Yeah, okay. You got it. Uh, Casino Royale was first delivered back in 2004 by British shipyard Sunseeker and was refitted in 2016 for approximately $1.3 million. Uh, today, the super yacht has a much uh, star power grunt and looks look and and good looks like the uh, film's leading man Daniel Craig. It says it has a much star power grunt. It has as much star oh. power grunt and good looks as the film. I didn't read that with the proper inflection. It's very it, much. It great. didn't make any sense. It is very much great. Uh, powered by three two thousand horsepower MTU diesel engines. Wow. Linked to uh, Arnazen surface drives, the sporty vessel can cut through the sea at a maximum speed of 45 knots. That's pretty good. Cruises comfortably at anywhere between 30 and 33 knots. She has What's a, a knot, though? I mean, uh, a little bit longer than a mile? <laughs> it's very close to a, one mile per it's hour. It's close yeah. to a mile, yeah. Okay. Do you know why they call it knots? No. So in the early days of ship travel, they would take a rope, and they would tie knots in the rope at a certain length, and they would throw it out in the water and let it go loose, and and uh, they would hold it, and it would pull through their hand. And how many knots goes uh, through it? the oh. speed that they were doing? Yeah, so that's that's where the the term comes from. I wonder what it costs to gas this thing up. You know, if yeah, you, I got to figure yeah. you're looking at at least a hundred bucks. Probably. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's astonishing amount of money uh, to 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 fuel it up. Yeah. Then also, obviously. Well, listen, you're, you're, it's one set price. I'm sure it's not a la carte where you're like, oh, I'll, I'll take a little bit of fuel. Right. We'll skip lunch, mm-hmm. uh, obviously. And if you're the kind of person who will rent this, you don't ask about the price because right. you don't care. Yeah. Right. Oh, do you have a coupon for the Casino Royale? <laughs> uh, it says uh, she has a narrow hull finished in a nautical navy blue and is both graceful and agile in the water. I, I mean, I wish I had the money for this. I, I don't have any desire to ever really go on a cruise. 
Uh, well, that it, would uh, then it, make it not something you want to do. No, like a cruise ship. I'm saying, uh, yeah, with like yeah. thousands of people, thousands of people. Oh, but this would this would appeal to you. So Ritz Carlton is doing this thing now where they have um, it's it's bigger than this. Yes. And, and but it's less people, right? Less people. Yeah. And it's obviously plush and stuff like that. It's not going to cost you. I don't think 72 grand for the week, uh, you know, but it's sort of the, you know, the same idea. Uh, I, I just for some reason, I just I, I wouldn't want to pay to be on a cruise. If you, you paid me to go on a cruise. Maybe I would do that. You can do cruise ships that are less uh, populated, like some of the Viking cruises, the river cruises. The river cruises. I don't want to do a river cruise. There's uh, also there's Club Med cruises, Casey, and uh, they're like the Ritz Carlton ones. You can do them in the Caribbean. They're smaller ships. They're often sail ships. You can uh, stow away on cargo ships. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why not a river cruise? Um, it just doesn't. Uh, that, that doesn't appeal to me because I mean, honestly, you know. I just think riversides aren't that. When you get like up to Philadelphia, sure, that's great. And then you go past Philadelphia, and it's like oil refinery, and then like, you know, like yeah, but crappy areas. In, like in some, Europe, in Europe, yeah. uh, river, you know, there are rivers the main that cities. Are the main cities stunning. obviously sprout up along the river. Right. I, think, I think you have to be a you have to be a cruise person. You, there are like there are cruise people, sure. and then there are people that are just I'm not a cruise not, person. Me neither. Mm-hmm. And, and I've like done them. it before. I've, I've done I've it tried like five it. or six of them. I'm like. Eh. Yeah, like I don't need. I did it once. I'm good. I don't need to go back. But there are people that love it and will do it as a yearly vacation. There's one cruise ship I'm seeing commercials for. It looks amazing. There's like a gigantic amphitheater at the back of the. We've talked about it. Yeah, Yeah. and and this is the newest one. That amphitheater is sprawling. They do like dive shows and all kinds Uh, of stuff. They do. They have. They have a freaking go kart track on the thing. Some of them have uh, um, water slides, uh, indoor uh, skydiving. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Could you not? Yeah. Yep. I did do skeet shooting on one ship one what? time. That was kind of fun, yeah. You think they, they, they didn't have it. You just brought your shotgun. Yeah, I brought my shotgun. Like, Pull! I can bring this, right? You're just you done with that drink? Throw the glass. <laughs> Bam! Pull! They wouldn't have that Sir, anymore, right? When you look at... If oh, you they watch, probably do. Yeah, they do. Yeah, I mean, they absolutely guessing, do. Yeah, right? yeah. Mm. Just, just ask before you start shooting. Yeah. Uh, in Casino Royale, uh, inside, they have a generous open plan layout. She can sleep eight guests in four cabins. One master suite, two twin guest cabins, and a VIP suite. Plus, there's accommodation for four crew, so it takes four people to run the show. Yeah, tip those guys. Uh, each room is appointed. I guess with, I got to tip you. <laughs> uh, each room is appointed with an entertainment center, a TV, an in-suite bathroom, uh, and the master suite has a massive walk-in wardrobe as well as a study. <laughs> uh, paneled in satin cherry wood. The main salon features a retractable sunroof above the dining area, which allows for swaths of natural light. While on the main deck, there's a jacuzzi, an an alfresco lounge area and bar uh, to order that martini, of course. Uh, and the super yacht has a bunch of water toys too, such as patrons are invited to defecate over the side of the ship. Uh, there are water toys such as uh, stand-up paddle boards, water skis, snorkeling gear, inflatable towables, mm. and a sea do. Uh, What's a sea do? What's a sea do? <laughs> Whatever just a stays wet. Whatever the oh, sea okay. wants to. Yeah. Uh, Casino Royale is currently docked in the Mediterranean Sea and is waiting patiently for your next escape. Mm. Mm-hmm. See, I rented for a long weekend the Revenge of the Nerds, which oh. is a 16-foot... <laughs> 
Boat. Uh, oh, the, much less. That's the name of yeah, the name yeah, after that movie. Casino Royale was the Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah, uh, it was the Triland. If yeah. you have that kind of loot, but there's, I mean, there are obviously we've seen the the super yachts of like Bill Gates, where the side will open up and a a yacht that we would consider a yacht comes out of the side of mm-hmm. their yacht, which is not even a yacht at that point. It's a full blown ship. Yeah, ship. Yeah. Um, I mean, that level of wealth. Do you, when you get to that level of wealth, can you even put things into perspective? I think it's better to be at our level and be in awe of it. Well, so well, I you almost, know. I know. Well, you get immune to it, you know? I I think at a certain point... Well, yeah, I would imagine that some things cease to become special to you. Yeah. After, when when you have unlimited resources, you can do whatever you want. Are you in awe of anything when you... For example, does Bill Gates go, this is awesome. Mm -hmm. Look it. You know, look at the... (laughs) what, what, What does that for Bill Gates? Well, Slinky. Yeah. Slink, right? Yeah. Maybe it's okay. the most simple thing. Well, it's kind of like, you it know. It goes down the stairs by itself. Yes. <laughs> when you talk to people that live around places that are just gorgeous to look at, you know, you talk about the Grand Canyon. Any any of that uh, area in, in the southwest, you know, the Grand Canyon and Zion, like, it, it's just beautiful to look at. And then I've, I've asked our, our guides, like, do you ever get tired of looking at that? You know? And they're like, no. no. Yes. I, yes, yeah. we do. I mean, you might sort of... Um... It's a big hole in the ground. <laughs> now, where's my tip? Yeah. <laughs> no, I've, I've talked to people who have been around beautiful scenery like that all the time, and they just... No, you don't get tired. How could yeah. you... Like, Big Sur, how could, oh how could that ever get old to you? No. Even Little Sir. Yeah. <laughs> Tiny Sir. Hi, this is Little Sir. Hi. And I'm Big Sir. And I'm Big Sir. Uh, what's, the, what's the most... What's the most extravagant thing you've ever rented? Um, a movie. A movie? <laughs> yeah, right? No. Or two um, movies in one night? Seat. Uh, you, you, uh, other than a, than a, than a high-end know, hotel Casey, room? When we got that uh, that Maserati down in Florida, that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. I mean, you, know? you basically... But you, it, wasn't char- how much, it wasn't that much extra, right? Well, so that's the thing. Preston rented the car, and then I was... And then I bucked up the... Yeah, yeah, we came... It. They 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 do this really smart thing when you're going up to grab you know your your Hyundai. I've seen it. They've got the the Porsches and the They got the, the, they got the, they got for, the for, top one sitting out there, and it's like you know for a hundred dollars more you can have this. Of course. Yeah. So I had already paid for the rental, and it was my birthday weekend. Yeah. Casey's like, I'll buck up for your birthday here for it to, yeah. for you to drive this. I'm like, yeah, man. And it was cool because when we went out to dinner, we went to the uh, uh, the valet. The guy thought it was our car. He's like, yeah. hey, this is a nice car. Yeah, this is a great really- rental. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When you hang out with rich people, they can uh, rent cool stuff for you. So I have, a, have an aunt that has some money, and she rented this boat in uh, Lake Tahoe called the Thunderbird. And uh, we had a big party on it and drove around the entire lake. Uh, I could never afford to do that on my own. But when when you have access to people who have access to things, that's that's pretty special. Use when, them for it, right? Yeah, exactly. It's Take from advantage. the book called Better Living Through Leeching. <laughs> right, yes. There's a great story about uh, Drew Carey when the when the, his show was at its height. Uh, he took, he, he told the entire staff, oh, he's yeah. like, listen, we all have, we all have like three weeks off. We're all yeah. taking this, take this time off. We're going to meet at this place. Bring clothes for warm weather, and that's all you need to know. And he had rented out a a sailing cruise ship. Yeah. Oh my God, it yeah. was so cool. And he's like, "This is on me." And uh, number one, that's a really awesome thing to do. But number yeah. two, to live in you know uh, that taste of luxury for a few our, weeks would be pretty awesome. Our boss took us bowling one time. He did. <laughs> he oh, did. You oh, you didn't, you didn't oh, yeah. In Maniac, right? Yeah. 
I'm just saying because it was a great time. It was was a lot of fun. That was fun, Bill. (laughs) Did you rent the whole place out? Yeah, the whole place. (laughs) The whole place. All six lanes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I mean, that kind of thing, again, to that point, do you. It was nice. It was nice to see that. I I bet you Bill Gates would go in and go, this ain't nothing. (laughs) I've been to places that have 10 lanes. (laughs) I don't think I've rented. Anything out. like I've gone on trips, but nothing that's like extravagant that you have to Mm-mm. to rent. We rented a boat once, but it wasn't. It was like it wasn't that bad. The price we rented out the the grand movie theater that was pretty cool oh, for, for video games just or, to play video games. Yeah, that's neat. That was pretty awesome. I didn't know you could do that. They had the video <laughs> game system. I'm like, you're kidding me. So we played Star Wars Battlefront on that giant screen with a huge sound system. That was awesome. That's fun. Yeah. At that level, it's cool, and you can still appreciate it. I'll tell you what, you can rent these places down in, like, uh, the Outer Banks, right? And they are, just by the looks of it, they're extravagant. Every single house We're has, thinking about doing that next summer. Yeah, they, they, they have these. Are, are, like, they, are they pricey? Well, Not, so, they, here, let me finish. Uh, they have pools, they have hot tubs, they have full-on game rooms. And, like, just, you know, sometimes they have, like, a couple of kitchens, and they're yeah, amazing. And they're expensive. Bedrooms. Yeah, they're, they're expensive for one family to rent. So it will be extravagant for one family, but usually what people do is they'll go, like, two, three, four families, yep. and it ends up, like, you know. Because they're huge houses. Because they're gigantically huge houses. However, Casey, though, when oh, you compare them to Jersey Shore prices, yes. they're, they're pretty much the same for a single-family home at the Jersey Shore for a week. Yeah. You can get for two or three families in the Outer Banks. Very and you can also, when you leave, you you, you take stuff. Oh, no, yeah. Don't that, there's so much stuff in there, they won't notice. <laughs> I'm interested to see what you figure out, though, and what you find, Preston, because we tried to do it, and um, those big, extravagant houses that they put up there, they're not actually available, and everything that we were finding wasn't big enough to put to stick two large families in and split the cost. And you got to get there early, so that's yeah, the thing. Yeah, that's why you we're know. looking now for next summer. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's why, like, it's, it's weird in October to... Start planning your summer vacation. Planning your summer vacation. <laughs> right? You can't. I haven't uh, heard that in a while. Uh, but you have to. I mean, if you want to nail down the, you know, be, you know where you want to stay, you, you have to get way ahead. Because a lot of times what families, families will do is they'll rent it like as their, you know, vacation week is yeah. ending. Yeah, but in... my, my point was they were just using these houses. They weren't actually available. You got to get in touch with Chief Madonna. I, I do. Planning uh, your summer vacation. What is so this? I'm a piece of paper to... that says Chief Madonna. And Chief I, think Madonna. I, spe- I think I spelled Chief Madonna. It's a, um, <laughs> a gay Indian tribe. Uh, he's he's the uh, prospect. He's the chief of police My at Prospect Park. My name is Park. Chief Madonna. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, there we go. Why do you need right. to call him? Because I uh, I got arrested uh, a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> oh. And no, uh, so there's there's a there's a bully awareness walk on Sunday, oh. and uh, I think I may speak at the walk or whatever, but. Okay. I haven't followed up with him. Okay. So I wrote myself a note because every oh. single day I I get in my car and I'm like, okay, call Chief Madonna as soon as you get in. And then I but that's nothing do. to do with what we're talking about now. As, n- zero I, I, no, to do. I just saw the name Chief yeah, Madonna written down and there. And I have it written down there. Chief, Our I know you're listening right now. fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> Our tribe is just awesome. Nick, Nick how do you, you spell Chief, by the way? Uh, I-E. I-E. Okay, I did spell it right. You spelled yeah. it right. Uh, Nick, anytime says, somebody says the word Madonna or the name Madonna, do you like twitch or anything <laughs> yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like with no, the weather. my leg. <laughs> like when it rains. <laughs> Got a pain in my ankle. Nick uh, broke his ankle, or right? You, the, you're actually the same leg, leg yeah. from a Madonna injury same while leg. dancing at a wedding. Ironically, uh, worse injury from dancing at a wedding than from hiking a mountain. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Anyhow, if you want to rent the James Bond Casino Royale boat, the super yacht, it'll cost you seventy two thousand bucks per week. Oh, Get man. on it now, as I'm sure the vacancy is going to be uh, <laughs> gone, or it will be won't be vacant long. We need to take a break because we have more to get to. We are going to do that very thing. We'll be back. Got some bizarre file stories on the way for you. And, uh, yeah, make sure you stay close because we also want you to have a chance to win the Word of the Week prize, a trip to Los Angeles for another movie premiere. We'll give you the details in a little bit. We'll be right back. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Hey, I want to thank uh, Honeygrow, by the way, for messing up <laughs> and uh, dropping off uh, food for us this morning. They were supposed to come, come by tomorrow. They dropped it off today, and they said, oh, well, we'll see you tomorrow, too. <laughs> nice. We'll get two days out of it. So, uh, well, it's really good. It's really good, man. So uh, thank you, Honeygrow, for the uh, the two times the love. <laughs> uh, we need to do the Bizarre file, so let's do it. Bizarre. WMMR. Presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre It is brought to you by French Creek Outfitters in Phoenixville. With everything you need for the great outdoors and beyond, all the big name brands, they have them. Visit FrenchCreekOutfitters.com for additional information. French Creek Outfitters, why take a chance with anybody else? Well, for nearly 17 years, Dave Austin Davis... A resident of Keystone Heights near Gainesville has eaten nothing but macaroni and cheese. 17 years. Wow. This is Dave Austin Davis? Uh, His name is Austin Davis. I messed that up. Uh, Vice News published a short documentary featuring Davis earlier this week. He said, I don't want to say that I'm addicted to mac and cheese because it sounds so weird, but my body won't let me eat anything else. I didn't choose to be like this. Yeah, uh, you know what the truth is? He, he chose to be like that. No, according to the therapist, uh, Asley McCann, Davis has a selective eating disorder known as avoidant restrictive food intake disorder, a mental condition where new foods can trigger negative physical reactions. According really? According to the Center for Discover, the condition is often linked to traumatic events. When Austin was a child, he was removed from his home and diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder after being physically abused by his father. Mm. He now lives with his grandparents. Davis said the disorder has had a negative impact on his social life. He doesn't eat out and maintains few friendships, and he wants that to change. He said, it's weird for me to think of eating anything that's not yellow. The choice is not voluntary. Uh, Davis said he's actually sick of eating the same thing. And has occasionally tried other foods, but his body will reject even something he thinks tastes good. Said as soon as it enters my mouth, it's like a sensory overload. Even if I like what I'm trying, I have an involuntary gag. (laughs) Yeah. Davis knows that it's bad for his health and has sought help in the past, but said that he had trouble finding a therapist who would understand his disorder. What's his health like if you're living on just mac and cheese? Or would accept his insurance. He now drives 90 minutes to visit McCann, and he also works out four times a week, mostly boxing, to try to stay in as good a shape as he can. Huh. I said, I definitely need physical activity to keep myself fit. It is It is to counteract my terrible, awful, carb-filled diet. Wow. So he's a slave to it. He wow. doesn't even really like I it. I didn't even know that was possible. Yeah, it's wild. Uh, how about this? A pair of Italian motorists who tried to make a compensation claim with their insurance company after their vehicle supposedly collided with a wild boar were busted when it emerged that the animal was frozen. <laughs> it was a frozen boar? Investigators believe the wild pig had been killed long before it was stashed in a freezer and then brought out by the two men when they staged the accident on a road in Sardinia. 
Uh, the men had hoped to claim compensation for the accident from the regional government of the island. Such claims are routine in rural areas of Italy where cars often collide with boar, deer, and other large wild animals. Was there a mistake saying, uh, in saying that a frozen boar ran out in front of the car? But police became suspicious when they noticed that the boar did not bear injuries compatible with a collision. A vet was summoned to the in- to inspect the carcass and discovered the boar's internal o- organs were frozen. <laughs> they didn't thaw him properly. Yeah, you got to thaw your boar. Uh, the two men have been accused of insurance fraud and if convicted face a heavy fine and up to a year in prison. Hey, here's a follow-up story for you. Kent State University released a statement Sunday responding to the arrest of an alleged prowler near the college campus. Remember I told you people yes. were sh- this guy was showing up naked. Right. Stephen Franzrib is accused of showing up nearly naked outside of KSU sorority houses. In case you were wondering if it was a fraternity p- prank, yeah. he's 43 years old. Oh, that's an old fraternity, brother. Uh, police said the investigation started on August 22nd when the man showed up completely new to a sorority house. A few days later, returned with a Speedo on. Uh, another incident occurred earlier in the month when he showed up at a different Kent State sorority house again wearing a Speedo. He was walked onto the porch and waved at the door, or he walked onto the porch and waved at the doorbell camera. And he was FaceTiming. Uh, police said the suspect also sent photos of himself with disparaging messages written on his chest to sorority members via Instagram. He was arrested without incident. Any explanation of what issue he had? Or was this to get off? Or was he uh, they didn't a say performance anything. artist? Or does he just like showing people his balls? Uh, maybe it's the balls thing. Okay. I'm not really sure. All right. And then we'll, uh, we'll end with this story. What sounds like a scene from a horror film, a film is really... For the Listinia, it's a reality for the Listina family. Their basement, and I saw a picture of this. Oh, yeah. Is filled with nearly five inches of animal blood, fat, and bones as a result of drainage from a meat locker next door. That's yeah. horrific. Yeah. And it looks like it's, it's like a, pool, a yeah. pool of blood. Uh, the family has lived in their home next to the Dolls Custom Meat Locker for 10 years, but have never had major issues until recently. Nick Lestina said the ownership of the plant changed within last year. He said they haven't reached out at all. In fact, they haven't taken the accountability for it. Uh, they say that it's not their fault and, <laughs> and told me good luck. If I want to do anything about it, it's on my dime and my schedule. Uh, that's not our blood. Uh, Lestina said that he has been in touch with the Iowa Department of Natural Resources, which is handling the investigation and has been in touch with the meat locker. The meat locker, from my standpoint, he said, has been pretty cooperative. This is actually from Kevin Wilkin, an environmental specialist senior with the Iowa DNR. He said, the meat locker, by my standpoint, has been pretty cooperative. Uh, They've worked with me to come up with a permanent solution so the animal blood, fat, and all that stuff is no longer discarded down those floor drains. Uh, he so, said, so who's going to clean out these the, the, the basement here? He said the owner, uh, Caitlin Dahl, said the meat locker had killed hogs and cattle on Thursday and flushed the blood down the floor drain. Upon questioning, she said she believes the floor drain discharged into a tile, which is likely connected to Listina's floor drain via the same pipe. Uh, so the Iowa Department of Health got involved because it was a health hazard. The department recommended the family of seven live somewhere else in the meantime to avoid any potential biohazards. Just live somewhere else. Uh, Listina said the Dahl family has been non-compliant in helping cover any cost. Listina said the blood would have continued rising if it weren't for his sump pump. Uh, but they are continuing to investigate it. But it looks pretty wild. Yeah, why should the family? Uh, it's not the know. family's fault. I don't know. Unless there's something wrong with their pipe. Um, not really sure. And there you go. That's what I have in the Bizarre Files. It's crazy. Yep. 
Uh, there is an event that is coming up, and we have a gentleman who is here to speak about the specifics of it. And this is this is from the uh, Philadelphia Police Foundation. Yes. And uh, MMR is involved with this. The inaugural Market Street Run for Blue presented by Wawa. And we would like to welcome Eric Cushing to the program yeah. this morning. Good morning. How you doing, Eric? Nice Very to good. see you again. Good we're, to see you, Preston. We recall you from the uh, the days of uh, the Special Olympics, your work with the Polar Bear Plunge and so on. Yes, the Polar Bear Plunge. Ten years at Special Olympics and started at the Police Foundation this past January. Right. I've never done it. I hate cold water. <laughs> I can't bring myself to do it. It's just, it's one of those things where I'm like, I got, you know... I will gladly donate some money, but I'm not getting in that water. Yeah, I, Steve was I, the you man. Did it, right? I did it. Yes, Ooh. yeah. And you know what? It, it, it's it's also a great time. It's a lot of fun. There's a lot that goes on there. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, if you've never done that, but this is a different thing that doesn't involve yeah. Yeah. freezing your ass off, <laughs> just running. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about uh, the run and what the benefit uh, will be. Absolutely. So the Philly Police Foundation exists where the city's budget ends. That's where we come in, whether it be equipment, technology, training, special programs. Uh, That's what the Philadelphia Police Foundation is in place for. And this is our first public fundraising event. And we said, you know, you have the Broad Street Run is such a juggernaut, 40,000 people, 10-miler. Can we capture some of that magic and let's do the Market Street run. And so it'll be a five-miler. You can run or walk. It'll right. be at 8 a.m. Uh, next Sunday, the 27th. Cost is $50 at this point. Wawa came on as the presenting sponsor. And come on out. It's a great workout. Again, a five-miler. But you can, you know, high-five. Thank your police officers. Philly PD will be out there. But we've actually got police in the entire region uh, that will be participating. So this runs down Market Street? Yeah. So we will start at Front and Dock. Loop okay. on to market at 2nd Street in Old City. Go all the way out just before 30th Street Station and back. We'll take north around City Hall, then south around City Hall. So, nice. So really 95% of the run is on market. That's actually a, that's a solid course. Yeah. Uh, that's great. Yeah. We're excited about it. Like, it's different. Uh, hopefully people will, will gravitate to it. Again, Broad Street, you got to train for that. That's 10 miles. You're not just, you know, rolling out of bed and doing 10 miles. But I think a lot of weekend warriors. Yeah, can, if, you've, if you've done a 5K... You can bang out you five miles. That. I ran a five k yeah. without yeah. ever running a five k. It's, it's not. It's <laughs> exactly. not that hard. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Exactly. Uh, so five miles. That's cool. And it's a flat uh, run. Very flat. And you're you're. It's scenic, right? Like I. It yeah. Feels like it is I really ran, nice. If I ran from second to thirtieth, that doesn't. And back, it doesn't feel like five miles, right? It's gonna feel. Yeah. 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 Totally. And then you just get on a train and leave. <laughs> you can hop across <laughs> to the station. What time of day is this going to be taking place? So it'll be eight a.m. And it'll be followed at 9 a.m. by a police community festival. So uh, we will have law enforcement from the attorney general's office, Philly PD, um, Homeland Security, SEPTA PD. We will have all kinds of folks and Wawa serving food and drinks from 9 to noon um, right at the finish line, essentially. Hey, can people, can people uh, run in the race with strollers? Yes, yeah, so strollers are okay. Animals, pets are not okay. So you can't run with a dog, but you can absolutely run or walk with a stroller. And how much does it cost to uh, participate? Yeah, so right now the cost is $50, and it'll be that right up through uh, through Sunday morning. You can register the morning of the race, but we're sending everybody to marketstreetrun.org. So marketstreetrun.org is where you can sign up. You can actually sign up literally 6 a.m. Sunday morning, come get your bib uh, at 7.30, and be on the course at 8 a.m. with everyone else. Are there nice. any prizes or anything for first place, or you guys... So we will recognize the winners. So there'll be a top three, male and female. There'll be age brackets and whatnot. Um, 
So yes, but just a medal, Kathy. No, no cash prize. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and if you want a cash prize, you donate it back. Because <laughs> exactly. you guys do a lot. This is a good thing, obviously, to provide this stuff. As you said, you, it, it sort of fills the gap that the regular budget won't cover. Yeah. So every major city has to make decisions at some point between the streets department, schools, education, uh, the fire department. So yeah. the, the police department, eventually the budget stops and we come in there to fill those gaps, Steve, as you said. And uh, Wawa stepped up in a huge way. Johnson Controls stepped up in a huge way. We've got uh, about $130,000 raised already. Almost 1,000 people signed up. Wow. So we think it's going to be a great first year and we hope it grows from there. That's awesome. You're going to run in it? I because I, so I, <laughs> you're no. a big guy. Steve knows this, so I I would always do the plunge at the polar yeah. plunges. I can't do it only because I'm going to be working. I would All love right. I would love to do it. There's just too much going on, too many moving parts. So I, hear I, you. I I'll do Listen, it. I'll do it later that day. But you don't even have to run. I'm not, not saying you specifically, but if you just want to go, it's a scenic walk. Sure. It's just a scenic, nice yep. walk. Yeah, and that is an important piece of it. Um, you can walk this, so yeah. you have to be off the course by 9:45 a.m. So you have to walk at a 20 minute a mile pace. But if you can walk five miles, you are more than welcome to do the loop in a in a five mile walk as long as you're keeping a twenty minute a mile pace. And I'm not sure how much information I can give or or you can give, but um, if if the public knew some of the conditions that the police officers work in and and, and uh, the equipment that they had or I guess the lack thereof, um, th- this is a great cause and it's things that we need to put in their hands so that uh, they can safely protect us and our community. Well, we've heard about. Uh substandard radios we've heard about oh, all, yeah. all sorts of stuff that's yeah. being dealt with uh we all know and have many of us have uh, you know p- police in the family uh this is uh, this uh, that's it these well, are the people that 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 are out there protecting us and if and if you guys aren't equipped to do what you uh, need to do then we all suffer well think about the wear and tear uh, there are thousands out there every day yeah and that, that stuff gets broken so things need to be repaired fixed paid for new equipment new technology so yeah yeah i can give you one really kind of interesting example of something we funded if we have a, a quick minute yep. Preston. yeah so uh, about a year and a half ago a, a father was killed on spring garden street with a two-year-old in the back seat i don't know yep. if you guys remember that story yep. but it was a pretty pretty notorious story when that happens so the commissioner described to us when that happens uh his team goes into action at Philadelphia was set up where Philly PD, SEPTA, University Police, Secret Service, FBI, they all have their own intel, and they were all housed in a siloed database. So the police department came to the foundation and said, we want to fund this software. It's called InfoShare that will allow all those siloed databases to talk to each other. So I use the example of the, the father that was killed. When that happened, the commissioner said it took 18 hours for all the detectives to track down all of that information you know, you're looking at video from SEPTA. You're 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 you're, you're tracking. You know, was this guy on an FBI list? All right. This. Tracking all that down took 18 hours with this InfoShare software that the foundation purchased. That was a quarter of a million dollar software. Uh, all of that time would have been cut down to six hours. So you're talking about a murderer on the street for an extra 12 hours. You're talking about the cost of detectives chasing down all this information. Cutting that down by a third or or by two thirds essentially is what that software did. And we can cut through some red tape. So when the city has to purchase something, there's all kinds of procurement and, and bidding and whatnot. The foundation was able to come in, purchase that software in January. That software is now operable. 
and and in use as of April of this past year. So you make a donation, you make an investment in your own safety, your family's safety. Just one example, and Steve, you mentioned the other thing, equipment, you know, yeah. SWAT helmets, things like that. Um, you know, those those expire, and the city isn't always able to, to, you know, replace them immediately upon their expiration. If it's necessary, we'll come in and do that. Yep. Excellent. Wonderful. All right, well, the event is on the 27th. We got it easily set aside for you at PrestonSteve.com, WMMR.com, and click on Events. And you will find it, or you can check out MarketStreetRun.org. Should be pretty cool, man. All right, well, good luck with everything, Eric. Thank you guys so much. Thank good you for Eric Cushing, guys. Yeah. We're going to take a break. Be back in a second. Our lesson question on the way with the trash and the music news. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Steven Singer's Ready for Love Diamond Engagement Rings are ready to go. <laughs> Whether your budget's $500 or $5,000, Steven has the perfect ring for you at the perfect price. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We saw a fire on the way to work this morning. A telephone pole on fire. A freaking, t- yeah, video of it. A freaking telephone pole. I took a photo. I'll have to. Um, oh, I thought it was a video. No, I'll have to post it on uh, on Soch later on. On Soch. <laughs> There's a site called Burning uh, Phone. Burning Poles? Burningpoles.com. Um, yeah, it's, it was really strange. It was at uh, Belmont and uh, the Schuylkill Expressway. And it seemed that they were just kind of letting it burn out. Yeah, yeah, because there was a cop sitting there. Case, mm-hmm. I show that to you. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah. Uh, somebody said the purge. Was that you, Steve? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Earlier today. Yeah, it looks like you know a city that just unhinged, just things on fire randomly that you know nobody's doing anything about. First sign that a city is going under is a burning pole. Uh, sunny tomorrow, though. High of about 60. And then uh, sunny on Saturday, high 63. Might return with a little bit of rain on Sunday. We'll see how that goes. Uh, going to do a lesson question today. And we are going to give away as a prize a pair of tickets for Disney and concert. Tim Burton's... No, that's not what we're giving away. We're giving away a four-pack of tickets for Six Flags Great Adventure and Safari. Oh! That's what we're giving away. And uh, the question... That we are going to go with is, how about this? Who's the chief of the gayest tribe? 215-263-WMMR. Who's the chief of the gayest tribe? Why, that was said just a few minutes ago, less than an hour ago. Uh, if you know the answer, then you should call because uh, we got a prize up for grabs. 215-263-WMMR. Yum, yum. And we will uh, we'll do the trash while we're waiting for your call. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Delilah's. Delilah's presents a night at the movies too. their 28th anniversary party on Wednesday, October 23rd with guest DJ PSI. PS1. Sorry. Visit Delilah's.com for details. I was thinking pounds per, per square, square inch. inch. Yeah, yeah, I would have gone with that. Yes, DJ PS1. All right, Steve, what's going on this morning? All right, rapper ASAP Rocky admitting to being a voracious sex addict in a recent interview saying he paid $100,000 for a specially reinforced bed. ASAP Rocky says his sleep number is actually in miles per hour. <laughs> 60-year-old Simon Cowell admitting to getting a silhouette soft facelift to look younger for the premiere of The X Factor. Cal says the soft facelift is a less invasive procedure that involves keeping your mouth stuffed with marshmallows. 
Apparently it works. And finally, Queen Elizabeth attended a service at London's Westminster Abbey celebrating the Venerable Church. The Queen was very moved by the visit, saying she fondly remembers the day it was completed 750 years ago. Hmm. <laughs> and that's your heart. All right, see if somebody knows who's the uh, who's the chief of the gayest tribe. 215-263-WMMR, and I'll go to Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? We saw a fire! We yeah. saw a fire! All right, Mike, What is the uh, who's the chief of the gayest tribe? That's Chief Madonna. Chief Madonna. Chief Madonna. Chief Madonna. Hang on the line, Mike. We're going to get your information. Casey just talked to Chief Madonna. He apparently enjoyed it. Yeah, he did. Uh, we are going to give you some uh, tickets, four of them, for Six Flags Great Adventure and Safari. And you can take your fear for a ride at Six Flags Fright Fest with over 20 haunted attractions and more zombies than ever before. Uh, thrills by day, fright by night. Weekends through November 3rd. We now go to music news. Uh, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Anyway. All right, brought to you by Delilah's. Ah, Delilah's presents a night at the movies, too. Their 28th anniversary party, Wednesday, October 23rd, with guest DJ... P.S.I.? With guest DJ PS1. PS1? Is it supposed to be DJ PS1 or guest DJ? Guest DJ? With guest DJ PS1. (laughs) Delilah's.com for details. Listen, if you're a fan of PS1, this is your night. That's your night. So, Soundgarden guitarist Kim Thale says that the band's nomination this week for entry into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame gives him further incentive to continue restoring and reissuing both the band's existing catalog as well as unreleased material from the group. Huh. I think it's a good idea. Soundgarden was in the early stages of work on its seventh studio album in 2017 when Chris Cornell committed suicide, effectively ending the group. Uh, so, you know, there's stuff sitting around, and Kim thinks they should put it out. And I think I think they should. They do. should. Do they have anything sans vocals? Do they have any... Any instrumentals? Yeah. I don't know. Not really sure. Hmm. Soundgarden was nominated for the Hall of Fame, of course, uh, for the first time earlier this week. Part of a class of nominees that also includes Judas Priest, Motorhead, Thin Lizzy, Nine Inch Nails, Depeche Mode, Dave Matthews Band, and several others. Ghost mastermind Tobias Forge has told Worcester Magazine in a new interview... That he is looking forward to expanding the band's live show beyond what the band was able to present this year as it toured behind his fourth album, Prequel. It's going to be cool, cool, nutty. He said, I think... (laughs) I think what we're delivering this fall is really good, but I know that we can do so much better. Uh, Not because of our will, but because of the opportunities, and while I hate to say it, the economy... If we take it a few steps further, I know that in 2021 or 2022, uh, there will be a lot of things that people haven't seen that I've had in mind for years and that I hopefully get to accomplish at that point. Metallica and Trafalgar Real... Really? Realtors? No. Trafalgar Releasing? Is that what it says? I guess so. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Um, have added one more night of worldwide screenings on October 30th for S&M 2, the concert film documenting, documenting the band's two recent performances with San Francisco Symphony at that city's new Chase Center Arena. Uh, following last week's initial run of screenings worldwide, uh, the film became the largest ever global rock event cinema release, having earned $5.5 million at the box office across 
uh, more than 95 countries in more than 3,700 cinemas worldwide. So they've done, a, a couple of bands have done concert movie releases like this. Yeah, Rush did one. Yeah, one, really. yeah. Uh, how, how successful was that one? Do you remember? Don't know. Yeah. Didn't, didn't see a follow-up on it. Uh, the box office in North America saw the film reach $1.2 million. It achieved a significant global screen average of uh, 1500 bucks with 460,000 admissions. Hmm. And finally, front, Fozzie frontman Chris Jericho portrays a Ku Klux Klan grand wizard in the new movie from uh, Kevin Smith, Jay and Silent Bob Reboot. Uh, Jericho and Smith first revealed that the wrestler-turned-singer was playing a white supremacist leader during an interview, but Jericho confirmed it again on Wednesday alongside a quick video of his appearance in the film. Uh, Jericho wrote on Instagram, the KK cat's out of the bag. Ah. Yes, I play a KKK Grand Wizard in Jay and Silent Bob reboot, and yes, my character has a crappy and hilarious exit out of the movie. I wonder if an actual Klansman used that joke. KKK cats out of the bag. And there you go. That's what I have for you. Music news. We have a new Daily Rush video that is for your consumption. And the title is, This Haunted Attraction Will Tear Your Butthole to Shred. (laughs) I watched it last night. It's a short, but it packs a wallop. Said we don't know why or how, but that's what Preston told us. (laughs) <laughs> and it's uh, here. You want to hear the audio? Yeah. yeah. Scream of the scream. Stop number two. Base motel haunted hay ride tonight at yeah. six o'clock. Such a good time. It's going to be a beautiful night tonight. Yes, absolutely. Just cloudy skies. A little bit cool. Perfect for uh, getting your your ass <laughs> funk on. Destroyed by uh, being scared. Why did <laughs> your I say get your ass destroyed? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are they doing down there? Uh, why did I just say Get your ass destroyed. What? I cannot sit down. <laughs> my ass was destroyed oh my at the Bates Motel. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can watch this now at PrestonSteve.com, and it is sponsored by Punchline Philly Comedy Club, Restaurant, and Bar. <laughs> Let's take a break, shall we? We'll come back and get ready to wrap stuff up. Letter of the day, word of the week prize. We'll give that away tomorrow. You need the letter, and we'll get it next. Join Brent Porsche tonight from 7 to 9 at Stanley's on Folk Road in Wilmington for the Bud Light Platinum Thursday Night Huddle. Enter to win Eagles tickets and signed Eagles merch courtesy of Bud Light Platinum and enjoy 275 Bud and Bud Light pints and 375 Bud Light Platinum 16-ounce cans. Saturday from 11 to 1, Nick McElwain rocks Hand and Stone in the Willow Grove Shopping Center. Learn about their great services, enjoy food from Smoked Food Truck, and enter to win a one-year membership and tickets to the best haunted attractions in the area. 93.3 WMMR. Everything and everywhere that rocks. Here comes the MMRB. Saturday from 10 till noon, Marissa Magnata rocks Studio Day at Newman University. From experienced instructors and the latest technologies to real-world internships, there are no limits to your success at Newman. Register at newman.edu slash studio day. Join Brent Poor Saturday from noon till 2 at T-Mobile in the bottom level of Fashion Mall, Philadelphia at 901 Market Street. 
See for yourself why T-Mobile is America's most loved wireless brand. The MM Army is powered by Winter Airport Parking, Philadelphia's premier airport parking service. Guaranteed bookings at winterairportparking.net. 93.3 WMMR. Everything and everywhere that rocks. We need to do a lot of thank yous because we had a lot of people on the program this morning. I want to start with uh, members of the Philadelphia Union who came by. We had uh, Alejandro Bedoya come by. Hey! And the other guy. uh, No, it was uh, Aurelian Collin. I couldn't get his name right. Aurelian Collin. Super nice guys, and they are ready to take on their first playoff game in Chester since 2011. They are playing the New York Red Bulls on Sunday. It's very exciting. Yeah. I'm happy for them, man. The fans of the uh, of the union who attend regularly are just rabid, so they're going to love it. Uh, thank you also to Aaron Blayart, who came by. He yeah. is the senior producer uh, for Conan O'Brien, and uh, very nice guy, very energetic, lots of stories to tell, and a very talented guy, too. Thank you also to actor John Capellas. That was cool. <clears throat> yeah. Carl the janitor from Breakfast Club. And the oily bohunk from 16 Candles. I love that he did the line, uh, you know, about, I guess, uh, you know, she's, not, you know, when she's having her period. Yeah. And he's on the, uh, the, uh, yeah, guy about to get married, feel pretty stupid right about now. <laughs> hey, Padre. Uh, very nice guy. It was good to have him on. And also, uh, thank you to Eric Cushing, Philadelphia Police Foundation. Uh, who came by to promote the Market Street Run for Blue and uh, Police Community Family Festival, which is presented by Wawa and uh, supported by WMMR on Sunday, October 27. Details at phillypolicefoundation.org. So it was fun today. We had a good time. It was a good time. We got to do the letter of the day, so Case is going to handle that one. You ready? Yeah. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, and the uh, Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter... A, as in aardvark. All right, and we have a trip for two to the premiere of Warner Brothers Pictures, uh, Dr. Sleep, on uh, Tuesday, October 29th. At the Regency Theater in Los Angeles, and the film is a follow-up to Stephen King's The Shining and was written and directed by Mike Flanagan and will be in theaters nationwide on Friday, November 8th. So we'll give that away tomorrow already. Pretty cool. Another we've, I think it might be like three weeks in a row we've had a... a These trips are fantastic. An L.A. trip. Yeah. Yeah, film premiere trip. Which for, really for cool movies. Yeah, I love that. Uh, I'll take a moment to thank our sponsors. Uh, the Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by Acme. Fresh Foods, Local Flavors, the official supermarket of the Preston and Steve Show. Also brought to you by French... Why is this not going? There we go. French Creek Outfitters in Phoenixville. We have had issues it, all it, yes. day. Uh, with everything you need for the great outdoors, FrenchCreekOutfitters.com. Why take a chance with anybody else? And also brought to you by the Penn Medicine Virtua Cancer Program. Let's see what we have in store for tomorrow. We are going to have... Uh, comedian Brendan Schaub in the studio. Very cool. And we will also have Tim Blake Nelson and Karen Kendrick here. Whoa. Tim Blake Nelson, you know who he is, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, in um, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, or Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? He played Delmer. Yes. And he is another one of these character actors. Does a lot of work. Comedies, dramas. He was in uh, The Incredible Hulk. He's been in lots of stuff. You know this guy. I'm really interested in meeting him. So uh, that and more tomorrow morning. That's it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day. And we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. The Breston and Steve. Love you. 
Hotline. Uh, no business name is what I want to say it anyway. For all the musicians, they're a bunch of bums. They screwed up. They cancel it. Now my money's tied up for 72 hours. I want my three grand back. Next message. To my super awesome, mega, incredible daughter, Violet. Happy birthday, Monday. And Ava, happy birthday today. And many more. And Riley, love you too. Next message. Remember, it's all fun and games till someone pisses off Kathy. The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR Rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less. 